that all now. sounds much harder than a gay dating app. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I I might just try to see if I can find her on Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if uh, Grinder has does does Grinder have a ladies component to it. I I I wouldn't know because I've never been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even saying that as like a joker, but I've literally never been on Grinder. Um, was was on plenty of others. Um, well, cool. The listeners here and uh, Danko left. Now that they know we're all gay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Pride Month, so you know we all have to come out. Yeah, you know what? It is Pride Month. I I think that uh, I think that everybody on the podcast should use a uh, trashy gay dating app to uh, <laughs> to meet meet somebody in honor. It's uh, gotta be real, dude. As they say, yeah. What's up? Yep. So when I was uh, not able, when I when I when I was claimed, when I was monogamous, uh, I always kind of envied people who got to use dating apps because they seem like a convenient and easy way to just fuck weird people. Um, now that I'm single, <laughs> I, I just have to say that I envy any person who has not had to use dating apps because they're the worst fucking place in the universe. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking bad. Oh yeah. Um, they're, they're worse than internment camp, Dorian uh yeah oh shit all right See, well hey we gotta start the podcast for dating at least <laughs> uh john go ahead and bump that motherfucking track Ooh, bumping the track man i love this song this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast is when people get to listen to this beautiful song that a guy made for us some some dude you know uh and it's a good song like it's it's weird it's kind of it's got the it's got a seinfeld thing going on where it's not it doesn't have like a hook but something about it's catchy you know like what's the melody to the benzo rehab dungeon song it's hard to sing to someone but Oh, it's like jazz. It's Benzo Rehab Dungeon is a podcast about all the things we don't tell you. Uh, could you not give it away? I haven't done the introduction yet. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Benzo Rehab Dungeon. It is the 3rd of June, 2022. I am your host, Michael Debs. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Pride Month. I'm your host, the flamboyant Michael Debs. I am joined as always, by co-host, friend extraordinaire, and super glam diva, Dinko Subin from the Instagram handle at Dinkbeluz. And uh, we are also joined by a completely regular guy, purely heterosexual man. uh, The least gay of us all. The least gay of us all. Uh, John, the producer from the Instagram handle at I Hate uh, Homos. Yep. Uh, it actually you know what says, I heard about John? It's actually the the F word spelled out three times. <laughs> but, but there's a four in place of an A. Yeah. So it's okay. That's how he gets around the censors. Um, yeah. <laughs> forgot. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what did this guy forget? 
Um, 9-11. What, what did you hear yeah. about John? Or, or were you... Fuck. Were, yeah, yeah, am I already drunk? Well, I think I so. Did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, but I, you know what I did hear about John, though? Cool, he made uh, something new up. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is that he was offered a job at Halliburton, uh, which is, as we know, a gay ally. Yeah. Uh, they put it and in there. Said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he said no. So, um, I don't yeah. know. As a, as the most queer coded of everyone on this podcast, I would just like to say, um, fuck you, John. Yeah. <laughs> and your homophobic bullshit. <laughs> I heard John doesn't even like Raytheon the company. Um, That's true. And they make yeah. gay drones. Gay drones. They do. They make phallic yeah. rockets. Who's more yeah. obsessed with dicks than gay men? Certainly not straight men. Cool. We've got some th- some things to talk about, but uh, uh, do we want to bring what? up any like bullshit um, movie reviews uh, that we? Uh, oh shit! We've got? Um, maybe, maybe we could talk about a Stranger fuck. Thing. Um, yeah, we could do that. Uh, I also, you know what I did start watching and I got halfway through it and then I fucking had a podcast I had to do um, is uh, Norm MacDonald's uh, final stand up. I-, I watched that and it's uh, not as best. It's, it's not as it's not as best, but, uh, but it is it is good and interesting. And there's a lot of like weird philosophical shit that you can like uh, over apply to it. Um, especially considering that he like died very, very soon after. Well, I, I, um, mean, I, I think. And he was d- pretty despite, aware, I think, well, you know, yeah, at least of the, of the risk. And despite the folksy way he talks, there's a lot of very uh, intellectual stuff going on on the background of his jokes, I would say. Oh, for sure. Like always, especially his dumbest jokes. Yeah, his like dumbest his jokes, have, like, jokes where yeah. he's using like uh, the character names from like Dostoevsky novels and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's one joke. I'm going to ruin the, the one joke that made me laugh the hardest. Like I said, I only watched half of it. Uh, some of the masturbation stuff really made me laugh. It's it's great because it's like it's a bunch of really dumb standard comedian fare. Like he makes jokes about jerking off to Playboys and uh, airplanes. He doesn't. He's not jerking off to airplanes. No, no. Uh, but but maybe that comes later. Uh, but like so, airplane jokes and and masturbation stuff, and it's like oh, stand up special is just that. But it's it's phenomenal. It's very good. Uh, but uh, but he makes one joke, which is that he's he's playing um, he's playing uh, roulette, <laughs> yeah. and he says put it on black, <laughs> and then you, they they spin it around, it lands on red, and he says ah oh, fuck, I was gonna pick that one. Yeah. <laughs> what he's alluding to is that there's really only two options. <laughs> yeah, it's a binary choice. Yeah, um, and uh, of course he says it better than me because uh, I'm not a yeah. comedian. Uh, because you listen to me to say serious things very seriously right uh yeah anyway uh stranger things uh season four part one is pretty good though yeah pretty good yeah yeah. i was expecting Um, it to be a a lot worse yeah and my my thing and i was talking to your girlfriend about this I witnessed that conversation because you guys yeah i don't talk to her privately really that would be weird of me 
um to, Wait, to say hello to her when you're not around really <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so that means privately sometimes, huh? I'm just kidding. No, uh, but uh, but yeah, it, the the main thing about Stranger Things for me is that season one was really really good, yeah. uh, and and saying that pains me because I'm not supposed to like things. Liking things is bad, uh, but you know, season one was was really good, uh, and it was complete. It was a narrative. It, it, it sorted itself out. It was neat enough uh, and uh, that it made you still kind of fantasize and think about, you know, alternate stories that could be even better, but you could never write because you're always going to imagine something better or something scarier, yada, yada. Uh, but still neat enough that you, you know, it was done and you didn't have any like real serious questions because most things are implied by trajectory, like, uh uh, you know, certain characters are in love and they'll have problems, but they'll work it out. And yada, 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 yada. Everything that you're necessarily going to see during the series. Season two comes out. I'm like, oh, okay. All right, fine. And it was fine. Pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, actually, that's that's the thing. Season one, very good. Season two, fine. Season three, pretty good. Season four, I'm not sure yet. Uh, yeah. Because we still have to watch the second half of season four, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, so with all that laid out, I'll just remind people of my theory about trilogies and why that was scary for me with season four coming out. Which is that with trilogies, what you almost invariably see, especially with sci-fi uh, and horror, right? Especially sci-fi horror. Uh, so, you know, uh, think of Terminator or Alien with this um, episode or or iteration one, uh, you end up having something that, you know, you probably only have one monster uh, or, you know, just a limited amount of them, a limited exposure to that monster as well. Uh, it's very brooding. It's very tense. It's a thriller. Uh, uh, it doesn't ask too many overly philosophical questions, but it has them available to you. Uh, it mostly focuses on how scary the idea of something lurking in the mist is, right? Uh, and uh, and then that that sorts itself out. Iteration two, you need to up the stakes. Uh, you need to make it really intense, and so it becomes an action thing where suddenly you just have you have. Uh, instead of the one thing lurking in the shadows, you have a hundred of that one thing uh, or, you know, a polymorphic version of that one thing, which I think counts as a Delezian as multiple of that thing, like in Terminator 2, um, where suddenly there's a swarm of them uh, and they're unstoppable and it's scary and, uh, and it's more of an action thing than a horror thing. Um, uh, iteration three, you're like, fuck, I can't up the stakes that much more. I need to turn it into commentary and, and navel gazing, which sometimes works <laughs> like with, I liked alien three. I'm one of the rare people that did uh, Terminator three garbage, yeah. but they're both good or bad for that reason. Right. And stranger things three kind of had the same thing going on where it's suddenly like, Oh, we're really focusing on the weird Russia stuff. We were going to focus a little bit more on like these new characters, uh, that, that really have a uh, way too much to say about like their interpersonal or, or, or like intrapersonal trauma and stuff like that. And it just becomes this whole fucking thing. Uh, and it's just really dramatic. Even though I liked the season three more than season two. Um, and then what do you do from there? 
And there generally isn't a whole lot of a code for what to do in iteration four, because iteration four generally shouldn't exist because things exhaust themselves after those, those points or, or those beats. Um, iteration four, for example, could be the Terminator series iteration four, which is, well, actually the same thing happened with Alien and Terminator where they just tried to continue to go back to basics over and over again, and it never fucking works, right. and it falls flat, and it's awful. And they kind of sort – actually, not kind of. They absolutely are doing that with Stranger Things Season 4, where they're like, we're going to have a new bad boy, bad guy, both, uh, and, and that's what we're going to center on, and then we're going to like – we're going to loop things back to the beginning, but – so far, they've done it surprisingly well um, because they you need to justify to the whole needle thing more than they have yeah. threaded the needle. Right. Right. And because each season's been so complete and I keep on thinking, OK, finally, we're done. Uh, you need each season to really say at some point in time, why the fuck are we doing this? And season four didn't say it until the end. Uh, but by the end, I was like, oh, OK. There's you, always uh, you made it work. There's always a pit season, though. Yeah, I feel well, like there's going to be season 4.5. Horror... Oh, they're so so they're avoiding the fifth In a month. season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my whole rant. I'm done talking for the rest of the podcast. But okay. uh, well, see you later. It's my neurotology uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, what is, what is it? The the pneumogram of uh, trilogies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the mon- oh man, there's a good like uh, monomyth pneumogram joke. Somewhere. somewhere in there yeah i'll meme it up uh yeah i would say um i would say season four has been all right i wouldn't say it's been like very good i, I would say it's been all right it's been better than i expected it to be i found some of the the elements of it to be pretty predictable yeah. um i hate the new bad guy i think he's dumb as shit yeah, he's kind of he's kind of um, dumb i i hate that it yeah. brought back the uh the kate bush song that i can't go anywhere on the internet without hearing anymore i love that song though it's a really like fucking song, good song but i don't want to listen to that song everywhere like i'm like clicking on things on the internet you know uh, i don't know that's what that is one of the songs that i can listen to on loop until i'm dead and and be fine with it well maybe you should do that then well i tried maybe that would be a little bit thematic uh, <laughs> well, but but the problem is that I did try to do that. I I was like, oh man, I love that song so much. I'm actually going to listen to it now. So I'm I'm one of those people uh, that that you hate for yeah. some reason. Uh, but what ended up happening instead is that um, I forgot to put it on loop, and uh, then uh, Spotify decided to start playing random songs, and it started playing the Cocteau Twins. Um, uh, which I haven't listened to, I guess it's been a couple of months, so it hasn't been that long, but, but I haven't listened to them seriously in a really, really long time. And the song Frau, Frau, Foxes and Midsummer Fires is, uh, it has most of the qualities of that Kate Bush song. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, better. Damn. I think, I think Cocteau Twins is better than Kate Bush. Get at me. <laughs> Fuck you. It's going to be a heated my one in the comments. Anymore, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cool. Well, uh, I guess that's our that's our bullshit uh, cultural uh, uh, reviews Marxism. section of the oh. of the podcast that we do at the beginning as as a, as an icebreaker. So that uh, thank God it's only been fourteen minutes. I thought I did that for like four and a half nah, hours. I, don't know. I just let you go.
Uh, we have some humor <laughs> to get to before we get on to more humor? serious things. Yeah, first, yes. Yeah, because yes. um, yeah, because we 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 like to sandwich things, right? We like to we like to do the little like cultural like to sandwich uh, criticism you, huh? at the beginning, uh, humor, all the bad think, shit, and then at the end we do I, like humor again. Um, I think you mean that we like to uh, rickety h the podcast. Yeah, we we like to keep you in like a yeah. constant state of not knowing like to, whether or not you should feel Eiffel bad Tower. or feel good inside. <laughs> what, <laughs> what we're doing is emotional terrorism. <laughs> that, that is that is an accurate depiction of what we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's funny is uh, 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 Pelosi's husband uh, was charged with the DUI, <laughs> <laughs> and, and as shit. someone with at least one DUI, this is very funny. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. Um. It would so still be he, hilarious, he, and and you could still call it hilarious, even if you didn't have a DUI, in my opinion. Yeah, but I like yeah. to, I like to the the few uh, epistemic limit type things that I can apply. You know, I can't say that I'm like black and gay, like some people, uh, or like uh, Native American and <laughs> gay, like some people. John, uh, and so I have, to, I have to like cling at whatever I can cling at, which is uh, I'm a drunk. No, I've been fuck. oppressed too. I drink too much yeah. and drove my car. I, I got. I've been arrested for things I did. I got. I've been. I'm, I'm one of the few reasons that the police maybe should exist in some circumstances. We don't stand by that. I, yeah, so, no, I don't stand by that. And I think there's nothing wrong with the little booze cruising here and there. Um, we love a booze cruise. We love it. That's a joke. We love it. Uh, <laughs> but, so, I mean, we like, love I, it. I do, I do, do it. I do wonder, because I think that this is like something that a rich person would get to argue. Uh, oh. That it's like he finally has to like give up, you know, driving for himself on occasion because he's, you know, fucking rich. Yeah, but because he's like he's probably like fucking like a hundred and thirty or something, you know. he's gonna he's gonna take the dementia uh, uh, defense. No, maybe but, I don't think that, he can that do he that. That he wasn't drunk; he was just demented. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So if With you age. if you're not a person of means, uh, a DUI means you have to go to like all this occupational health service stuff. You have to pay these huge fines. You might go to jail for a while. Just all this shit that you have to deal with. And then, uh, you know, you probably, depending on the type of money that you have, because you have to get what's called an SR22, which is this like watchdog program that they slap onto your insurance that makes it cost way fucking more, uh, things like that. Uh, if you're a poor person, a DUI can fuck up your life. It can make it really fucking hard. Um, but if you're if you're one of the Pelosi's, if you're Paul Pelosi, then you get a DUI, and I maybe you argue against it for like political purposes. But frankly, you just you you pay a lawyer that's really good uh, to swipe it away and like you know you 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 have to pay the money and it doesn't fucking matter but hopefully you don't have to go to classes <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah no, I, that's I, all that's I, gonna I, happen I, I i totally believe that i i uh 
and he gets to driving immediately that's the other that's the big thing about this is is, sorry i have have opinions about new (laughs) eyes yeah no i've I've watched uh court cases of like even just like moderately good lawyers which are still expensive you know but yeah uh like way more expensive than the free ones just just like well yeah the (laughs) the unless you like are like somebody who wins the lottery and yeah, find yeah. some good lawyer doing charity or something. Good lawyer doing charity who isn't extremely overbooked. Like they have to be. Like <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry. Oh yeah, but apparently, like, uh, if you if you have a not overworked fucking decent attorney, apparently it's uh, not so hard for them to discredit fucking uh, 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 cops. Oh yeah. Uh, like, for sure so many of them have to be dumb yeah um, yeah we'll, we'll talk about discrediting the cops later um it's, it's actually very easy to do because they're not very credible um and i think everybody kind of knows that uh to an extent but you got to get a lawyer that's really going to put the time and effort into saying nah cops suck uh, they're incredible or they didn't follow this yeah. like n- niche procedure that they should have followed let's get the whole thing thrown out or you just or, bog or, the system or just down a lawyer yeah or a lawyer that's good enough good enough and you're able to pay them enough for them to go into court on your behalf and say let's fight this at all right yeah that's the thing like niche procedures and all of this like legal knowledge and stuff that's one thing but generally speaking with something like this and a lot of like criminal cases is simply Oh fuck! How much do I have to pay you by the hour? Uh, how about I just pay you to like advise me this one time, and then when your paralegals goes ahead and files paperwork on my behalf, uh, sure. that's yeah. only a few thousand dollars <laughs> versus like wipe out the life savings that I don't have. Um, because in that case, you can probably just be like, "Are you going to bring the cop in to argue about the DUI?" No, he's busy and doesn't give a shit and just wanted to hassle me because I because he hates trunks. Because <laughs> he's racist against trunks. <laughs> racist against booze cruisers. Yeah. Yeah. Don't call them trunks, <laughs> call them booze cruisers. Um, yeah. so, uh, the, the, the article, and, and there's a couple of funny things in here, um, hmm. but the article reads, uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was arrested and charged with driving under the influence after being involved in a collision on Saturday night. Uh, law enforcement officials said uh, this was um, last week, so it would have been last Saturday is when this happened. Um, Paul Pelosi, 82, was arrested at 11.44 p.m. P- PT, I guess that's Pacific time. Not, yeah. Not Pacific Standard time. Yeah, uh, dude, I don't understand the people that use the the two-letter thing. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Because there is, a, there is a difference between something like CST and CTD. Right, yeah. Oh, just saying, just saying. Um. Anyways, <clears throat> and Sorry, I got driving. a new phone, so I'm gonna fuck around on it for a while. So <laughs> if you want to keep doing the podcast, that's cool. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, thanks. Uh, uh, in charge of driving under the influence and driving with the blood alcohol content of uh 0.08% or higher, according to the Napa County Criminal Justice Network's public booking report. Both charges are misdemeanors. Um. Pelosi was attempting to cross SR-29 when his 2021 Porsche was hit by a 2014 Jeep traveling northbound on the road. 
according to a collision report from the California Highway Patrol, which doesn't identify either driver as being at fault in the crash. Um, troopers were called to the scene just before 10.30 p.m., the report said. So uh, some of the funny things that are in this is... Um, uh, so he's he's probably wine drunk, you know, and he decides to take his Porsche out for a spin. Uh, yeah, that's that's a question I have. What kind of Porsche? I know it's a 2021 Porsche, but what kind of Porsche? I don't know. They only or make Porsche. like one each year, right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, let, let's make some guesses as to what kind of Porsche it was. You think it was a 911 uh, because he never forgot, or maybe like a, a Cayenne, <laughs> or. <laughs> ah. um. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I th I think it's the the the, the Cayman the is the, uh, the is the SUV, is the, the uh, like the uh, SUV kind of looking. Oh, one. the Cayenne. Sorry, the Cayman is is one of their uh, like one of their the, sports uh, four cars. Four door sedan, and the nine eleven is okay. their little like uh, hot roddy little car guy. Right. So it's it's the Cayenne. It's the yeah. Porsche Cayenne. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Um. Still a beautiful I, I might car. Be wrong I fucking love Porsches. I'm not very much of a car guy, and I've never like been into Porsches because I'm poor. Uh, I have been in Porsches because I've had bosses. <laughs> oh no, no, I've been inside of a People Porsche. People told me I what to mean, do. Like, I've never been into them, is what I was saying. Oh, into into like you've never like been been erotically. Uh, yeah, uh, can, I've never can, like uh, I don't ooh, know just. just had sex you've never had a boner about a Porsche 911 or anything yeah well um, that's your fault isn't it <laughs> that is my fault they're sitting around <laughs> asking yeah. for it basically they're available um so anyways some of the funny things about this right so uh oh. so he's in napa valley he's probably a little wine drunk hanging out with the rest of his uh his landlord friends that that own a bunch of real estate and like yeah and nancy tells me that uh they're never gonna do rent control and uh fuck fuck the poors right doing all that kind of stuff <laughs> um has pretty ungodly amounts of money compared to most people and could pay for i don't know a driver to basically chauffeur him around at any given point uh a full-time chauffeur he could easily afford uh doesn't do this instead decides i'm going to get drunk and drive even though i really have no excuse to do any of that like he's not worried about his porsche being taken away like if, if he leaves it in like a a tow zone or something like that um he, he's got no financial or economic reasons to to like worry about uh, him or his vehicle uh getting home and uh still decides to uh, get behind the wheel um i guess that's really kind of the only funny part about it is like you didn't even have to do any of that man you could have just fucking gotten a ride home you could pay somebody to show up and then drive your porsche home for you like uh, it doesn't make any sense um well, you just you, you get so confident when you're drunk, and also uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do they? Okay, here's a question: Do they have an elevator list, and how long is it? Uh, what? An elevator list. I don't think I'm familiar with it's, that. Uh, there, there are multiple terms for it, but an elevator list is. Um, there's a, a short list of uh, Norm Macdonald mentions a, a version of this and is um, his, his newest special. Uh, but it's it's a, a list of you know, one or two people 
uh, generally famous people who uh, your partner and you agree you could fuck if you got oh, like stuck pass. in an elevator with them. Yeah, right. Right. A hall pass. Yeah. How long is their hall pass and why does it include everyone that's in Scientology or whatever? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it's, how this has anything to do with the conversation. <laughs> well, if you if you're Nancy Pelosi's husband, if you're Paul Pelosi, okay. which we should really just continue calling him Nancy Pelosi's husband. I think that's that yeah, probably that, makes his that dick would be feel the bad thing to do because uh, um, famous women are constantly referred to as their their spouse's uh, wife or whatever. No, I just want to. I'm being a sexist here, and I want his penis to shrivel because well, that's he's what being. Is we're being we're identified being as his wife. Doing it the other way, it's it's counter oh. to the uh, to the to the normal. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, but. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm just saying, you know, because he's he's out booze cruising, uh, you know, you get drunk, you hop into your Porsche, and you drive over to one of uh, you know, whoever's in control for Epstein now, one of one of their spots. Uh and uh your hall pass happens to be uh a, a, a variety of three thousand twelve year old girls, you know. Jesus. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying sometimes something motivates you to drive home from the bar as quickly as you can. Maybe, yeah, maybe he didn't want people you know? to know where he was going. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, you don't you don't want that to pop up. Like, you get an Uber or Lyft receipt the next morning, yeah. and you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? Where did I go? And you're like, oh, God, I went all the way to, to Little St. James Island again. <laughs> Imagine, imagine showing up on like a flight manifest for or, or like a driver's list for for a driver on a route that like uh, uh consistently has like child sex trafficking uh, uh allegations against it or something like that or or is like mm. you know like maybe the car just says like child fucker uh, uh express on mm. the side of it or something like that yeah yeah um <laughs> It's, a, it's really, I, I it's really amazing to me how, how little, uh, and I guess they don't need to have self-awareness because they're rich and, and they control all the levers of power that uh, that would hold them to account. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it's really a, a, a amazing to me how little like self-awareness these people have where they're like, yeah, I got mm -hmm. onto Jeffrey Epstein's plane after he was a convicted uh, uh, pedophile. What about it? I was just talking business, you know. Hey, think about it. He's got a lot of money. I gotta, I gotta talk to him about the money stuff. You know all yeah, the. Yeah, we went to Little Saint James Island, where we know all the child prostitutes are. But I didn't see any when I was there. It wasn't a sex thing. I went with my family, who wasn't there for as a sex thing. Yeah, <laughs> they stayed in separate quarters, and we <laughs> we didn't talk the I, entire time. And my wife cries every night, but it wasn't a sex all, all thing. All I know, all I know, is that Paul and Nancy Pelosi would never, never do something bad together. No, not together. Not only, together. Only so financial crimes. No kid fucking. <laughs> None of that. <laughs> um, cool. Well, I guess uh, that's that's all we need to spend on this topic. All right. Um, Good night. Take my medicine. Take John's too. That's not, that's not the, uh, topic with your friends. Evening, I'm sorry yeah. for doing this yeah, to you. That rhymed. <laughs> <laughs>
the, the of point you. of the podcast was not to call Nancy Pelosi uh, uh, for legal uh, reasons we didn't call Nancy Pelosi or Paul Pelosi anything mind you we just said maybe it would be funny <laughs> if that was a thing that they did yeah no this is all yeah they're like start me saying that nancy pelosi's a child fucker yeah that's the performance art you're just performing a character that says my character's a schizophrenic who knows the truth (laughs) (laughs) good uh cool so uh on to the next topic which is where we start getting into the oh this is depressing stuff Um, my bac is not that high by the way chat it is uh yep Find your breathalyzer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not in my car right now. I just <laughs> oh, realized. Yeah, <laughs> I can't just pick up the hose. Um. So, uh, uh, uh let's uh, sour <laughs> faces now. Uh, John, if you could zoom in a little bit. Um, but uh, twelve thousand more dead in Iran. Uh, when? No, I mean, oh, I was looking at the wrong page similarly. again. Oh, God damn it. It is a bad thing. Like it that. is a bad thing, yeah. Uh, uh, so Israeli forces kill Palestinian jur- journalist on her first day of work. Uh, Gafran well, she's Morasna. not established yet, so it's a safe bet. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and, and it is kind of weird how little uh, like media attention this has gotten. Um, well, I, we're we're still thinking about the last one. It would... I, like genuinely, journalists, the media in general, and the media watchers, uh, us included, uh, have refractory periods. You know, sure, yeah. like you can only come so many times. Uh, I don't think yeah. I have that. I guess because I, I picked up on this story and have been following it. Um, but uh, uh, she's the second uh, Palestinian journalist killed by Israeli forces in less than a month. After the killing of the Al Jazeera reporter Shireen Abu Akla, which we talked about uh, in the Janine refugee camp. Um, go ahead and scroll down to the uh, story here. Uh, so, um, 31 year old, Jesus. So she, she was from, she's a 31 year old journalist from the Al Arab refugee camp, and she was shot at the camp, camp's entrance earlier on Wednesday. Uh, she was shot by Israeli forces. They can't deny this at all because they're the only people running the checkpoints. Who else would shoot her? Um, she had literally just she was basically on her first day of work, uh, and and was shot by them. Um, not a whole lot of reasons are being given for why, and I think there there that there's no reasons for the why is partly why this story isn't really getting a whole lot of traction, uh, because it just really seems like a. Uh, a senseless killing and the media can't really report on just like a purely senseless uh killing i think i don't i don't know if i agree with that no 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 um, i i got i got a reason for this okay yeah Shireen abu akla originally the israeli forces gave the reason that palestinians had killed her so that made it kind of interesting that there was some kind of intrigue there this is just israeli forces killing a journalist Oh, and, it's just sad thing. There's no confounding variable right. there's type no, thing. There's no okay. intrigue. There's nothing like that. There's no ability to deny anything. There's no story here except for Israeli forces just killed a journalist again. And our media yeah, here doesn't up. like to say anything negative about Israel unless it's like 
forced unless they their hand is completely forced and and they can't say anything other than ah oh, yeah israel might have fucked this one up <laughs> um but, <Oops>. uh, <laughs> but i mean not not to be too conspiratorial i mean i i just kind of was conspiratorial so go yeah. ahead uh, but one would think that um so the, the the first reporter i i don't know that this was confirmed but the first reports that i ended up hearing is that she was shot with with something from very far away right like it seemed like it was a some kind of like a sniper shot or something yeah yeah right uh, right so and and when you do something like that it seems um not to, sorry to use the word it seems targeted right uh, and when you then shoot a woman in the heart or very close to the heart on her first day of the job uh, without anything really going on around it, um, that also seems, again, sorry to use the word, targeted. Um, and, um, you know, if, you, if you're killing someone that's really established uh, and then someone who is on their first day of the job, it seems like uh, a... Um, you're trying to put out a signal. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. So that's, that's what I was eventually going to work this into. Yeah. Um, other than the, uh, the fact that the media hasn't been picking up on this particular story at all. Yeah. Uh, and there's that, either going to be one, there's either going to be zero more killings of journalists that are like of import in the next couple months, or there will be tons of them. It's one of the two. Yeah. I think. Um, Cause if it's just three, it'll be like, Oh, it's a pattern. <laughs> right. Um, Sorry. so, so I think, Part of why this has happened is there's being a, a there's a message being sent, which is if mm -hmm. you're a Palestinian right. journalist, uh, we will kill you. Um, it's already happened with the uh, Akla, where like the the supposed investigation is happening or has happened, and uh, Israel's just kind of like going, yeah, who knows? Um, and uh, you know, e even CNN because they they had to look into it because they they kind of like hyped up the situation as did Palestinian forces accidentally kill a, a Palestinian journalist? No, it turns out that it was Israeli forces. Um, the bullet that was pulled out of Akla's head was identified as a five five six, which thank uh, you I rifle. Right. Yes, like a long, yeah, long well, gun. Well, that's uh, that, that's what Israel uses because Israel gets most of its weapons from the U.S. That's that's what uh, the M16 right. or the M4 shoot is the 556. Um, which, if you know how uh, Palestinian uh, resistance forces get their weapons, it's all Russian AKs, which are 762 rounds. Or, my uh, my uh, joke was going to be: Did she get shot by a rock? <laughs> Probably not. Um, as you throw rocks at tanks, yeah. like in the old picture, the famous picture, that kid that's probably dead now. Definitely dead. Uh, <clears throat> throw a anyway. rock at a tank in, in Israel's defense. This so isn't they... Tiananmen, bitch. This is serious. <laughs> yeah, this is worse. <laughs> um, so, uh. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's clearly a message being sent here, as, as far as I can tell, which is yeah. don't be a Palestinian journalist because you will be killed. Um, Why are you adding so many words to that? Don't be a Palestinian, but also a journalist. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, sure, fair enough. Um, don't be a Palestinian, or you'll be killed or disposed do of it. in some way. Um, 
and and then you know the the other thing is like even when we make it completely obvious that we've killed you for no reason the international community is not going to do anything about it uh palestinian uh well uh there's an israeli uh human rights group that you know tries to help out palestinians by bringing their their case i forget the name of them uh blanking on it right now but they basically try to help out palestinians by bringing their cases to israeli courts and like advocating for them and you know trying to hold the the israeli government accountable for this and they recently just put out a message saying we're not going to try to do this anymore because the israeli government is so corrupt on this issue that it's not even worth bringing it to the Israeli court. Um, they're not giving up on like doing good things for Palestinians or trying to help Palestinians. They're just not going to pursue that as an avenue anymore because it's a waste of resources to try to advocate uh, yeah. in the Israeli government for the cause of Palestinians who have been murdered by the Israeli government. Um, there's a um, there's a Herman Melville short story uh, called Benito Serino. Uh, and it is my favorite work of his, apart from like the obvious jerk off Moby Dick is a good book. Go read it thing. Uh, but uh, in this, there's a character who's named Bobo. I'm sorry. Sounds racist. Bobo Baggins. Bobo Baggins. Uh, but he's a slave who I'm going to spoil the whole story, uh, leads a mutiny uh, and uh, murders a whole bunch of people on the ship. And when he is brought, uh, well, and, and during this, it's established that he, he, he makes words good. He knows how to talk good. Oh, he's, uh, he's one and, of those well-spoken ones, is he? He's a well-spoken one. Uh, it's actually a very woke story in a way that I think is like good for people on in like our I mean, her, political her sphere. Book. Moby um, Dick has a bunch of like is, class yeah. conscious sort of stuff going on in it. Right. Yeah. No, no, for sure. But uh, but yeah, so at, at the end, Babo is brought up to the court and uh, his defense is he doesn't get one. He just doesn't speak. He totally has the opportunity and ability to. And he just he's like, no, fuck it. Uh, and it's weird because uh, it's so rare that I've seen a reading. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen an academic reading uh, of someone saying, this text, uh, the reason that Babo doesn't speak is because he doesn't want to even acknowledge the court. Yeah. Uh, the court doesn't fucking exist, even though that seems like an obvious reading to me. Um, and people get way weirder about it because it's, a, I guess, a slave in a court, so they have to get really weird about it. Anyway, it doesn't end well for him. He gets his head cut off and he's put on a yeah, spike. Yeah, but he would have gotten um, his head cut off anyways. But what he did... Exactly. But what he didn't do, which is which is one of the few uh, uh, biblical verses that I that I agree with more or less, is uh, that you don't cast pearls before swine. Ooh, uh, which, yeah. uh, which actually, I apply wholeheartedly to the cops, by the way. Yeah, no, <laughs> actually, that's that's always been one of the things that's made me laugh uh, during, like in a in a good way, I think, like in a good in a Christian way, uh, when I when I did go to church with family and whatnot. Um, during like, you know, Good Friday services and stuff where when they're talking about uh, Jesus, you know, putting, getting put through the court system and they ask him, are you the king of the Jews? Do you claim to be king of the Jews? And he just says, I am that I am, uh, which is people make this whole mystical thing. But I, my reading of it has always been just him saying, 
look, bitch, I'm whatever you say I am. Let's <laughs> right. get those over with. Which always is like, ah, oh, king. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I mean, biblical Jesus, Jesus is actually pretty cool. Uh, He's awesome. He's too awesome. bad about like how uh, most of his flock ha- have have interpreted his message. Yeah, um, Jesus so, was a um, big dick. If if uh, let's, let's go ahead and go to the next link, John. Um, we needed more evidence for how the power structure is working here in Israel. Uh, you you may recall when we talked about Shireen Abu Akla, uh, her pro or not her protest, uh, her funeral procession was interrupted by Israeli police. Uh, who brutalized uh, the the pallbearers of her casket and everybody walking alongside of her body. Um, same thing happened with the uh, Gufran Morozna. Uh, they uh, they decided to uh, attack her funeral procession. Uh, the reason that's always given in these circumstances, which I don't think we covered, is that um, uh, because she both of these women were Palestinian, they put a Palestinian flag over the casket and according to israeli law you're not allowed to fly a palestinian flag in israel which is its own set of like authoritarian nonsense bullshit where it'd be like oh since you're in america you can't fly a canadian flag or we'll beat you yeah even if it's imagine, a for a canadian person yeah imagine what a fucking boner people would get if you uh if you said that you couldn't fly a mexican flag in the states anymore well no exactly like imagine yeah yeah lots of people get a huge boner over that and it would be uh horrifying really yeah no yeah that's and 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 that's the that's the fucking crazy thing about the whole israel thing i uh Sorry, I'm I'm dumbfounded. I need to like regather myself uh, because because I've seen this happen where people that I know, or at least people that I knew when I was on the progressive end of Democrat, right, uh, and and that I mostly agreed with their politics, and they agreed with me more or less, and and them then especially if they were of like Jewish heritage and, and like went on one trip back or something uh, and got like a little brainwashed in like a kibbutz. Um, but uh, l- looking back on it and, and just these people that I agree with on everything and then them saying like, well, you know, Israelis really have their lives threatened every day. Well, the, and, the, uh, and really Israel it's Israel. Has a right that's to exist is one of the exactly. Things, right? it, it, it has a right to exist. Israelis have a, a, their lives threatened every day. So I really, in the end, it's, uh, you know, with the Palestinians, they're the ones that are at fault here. Maybe not entirely, but you know what? It is really their fault. It's, it's uh, really just complicated when uh, a bunch of people get injected into uh, uh, your your lands uh and then they're they're backed by an international coalition of people um who didn't give you a choice in how your lands were divided up between this new group of people and and the people who are already living there um, right it, i mean israel is it's i i mean literally and i use the word <laughs> word literally here and and mean it it's it's like an, uh, an accelerated parody version of the U.S., right? Yeah. In in its politics, in in its very existence, um, a little colonial, you know, self, some, someone jizzed on a rag and it started to grow, kind of thing. Um, and 
and just seeing the way that their police work and everything, it's I I'm I don't know. I am it's, it's, it's an, crazy it's an how project how like, people like can we see. said in our is is right and, and episode which about is, which is again like an obvious thing to most of us, right? But then you you also see people on the the so the opposite of of the friends that I mentioned before. People who are like, oh yeah, Israel is like a fucked up regime that uh, that's like punishing people for being you know Palestinian and uh, stealing their homes and things like that, uh, and yet aren't willing to believe that our police are doing a milder, admittedly, uh, but fundamentally identical thing. Yeah. Those people are more rare uh, because, you know, it's it's hard to be that fucking <laughs> right. blind to what's happening, but they exist too, you know? No, they do. And that, they do. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. They're both mind-blowing. And I guess the second this, they, they, they both make sense they exist because the first one is uh, just uh, subject to identity politics. And the second one is just uh, subject to identity politics. See what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. One's one's just Jewish and stuck on that. And one is white and hates black people. <laughs> um, so so you, yeah. you've uh, you brought up the police a couple of times, and, and I think I might have brought up our police a couple of times. So let's go ahead On and go to the next podcast? link, uh, which is uh, should should be something that people should be paying attention to, other than the the child murder, which is a huge part of the story, of course. Um, but uh, Don't kill kids, official. Yeah. Official, yeah. official uh, opinion of the rehab, rehab dungeon. Yeah. Don't don't kill kids, murder children, unless baby Hitler. There's unless they're still in the womb, is what I was going to say. Oh. In which case, you can kill baby Hitler as well. You can kill him twice, in my opinion. Um, when he's in there, when he comes out, in the womb, things to be children. I think is yeah. probably yeah. The, the distinction we make there. Yeah, right. So don't kill children, uh, and also children and aren't it. real until they flop out of your <laughs> fucking vagina. <laughs> you disgusting creatures. I can't believe you people allow that to happen. I I, I mean, it's like the basic... Have you ever spoken to a woman? No. I'm not sure they exist. Because no, but, and every time frankly, I do try to speak to a woman, uh, they, they uh, block me. It's weird. Well, um, they vanish, right? Because yeah. they're not real. <laughs> the The idea that that's how people are made, that's some body horror Cronenberg shit. It's not real. It's not real. We'll it deal does... with that later, I guess. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways. Vol cell uh, podcast, like I said. <laughs> so, so this article uh, is uh, 13 times Texas police have changed their story of what happened during the school shooting. That left 19 children dead. Go ahead and go down to the uh, the body of the article here. Um, keep going. It'll it'll get to some some num- n- number points there. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Uvalde police initially said the gu- gunman was in custody. Um, he was never in custody because they shot him to death after oh, waiting an uh, hour. Uh, go ahead and go down. Um... Did they is this is this a word game on their behalf where they're like, 
He's in custody, by which we mean we, we've caught him in a building full of children he's shooting. I, yeah. Is that what they meant? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I assume so. I assume so. Uh, another thing is nobody actually confronted the gunman before he went in. Uh, so there was this whole uh, completely mythological school resource officer that was made up by the police that supposedly confronted this guy before he went into the school. Uh, it turns out that the police resource officer was not on the campus at the time. Uh, so how did yeah. they get this report that there was a, a police resource officer that confronted the guy, except for they made him up, I guess, to maybe make the police look good in the initial report. Like somebody tried to stop him. It was one of <laughs> us because we're supposed to have somebody there. So of course he tried to stop him. Uh, it turns out that person was completely made up. I'm sorry, this is really bad timing to okay, bring this up. Go ahead. You're the school resource officer. No, Dory. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, but the the bots that we uh, designed and paid, uh, I don't know why we're paying bots, uh, but to construct our chat oh, yeah. uh, have realized they're not real, um, which yeah, is to really say gotta that, get that AI hammered out. Yeah. yeah, that I just realized because it was pointed out to me by again the chat, which again is made of bots. Uh, yeah. That all of those bots are girls. Yeah, well, I mean, all... this is why I told you not to make them girls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, this is a, they, they can't they can't believe that they exist. I just oh, didn't geez. realize that I I thought that would stop them from believing they exist. Right. Like it would be our way to escape the singularity is if you make all of your bots girls, they believe in like Lacanian psychoanalysis. And they're like, <laughs> women don't exist. Uh, and and so I really thought it would work. But now. I, I just I don't know. What is my purpose? You got to get some Dave of War. What is a woman in here? Um, do you guys? Huh? Are we cute? No. Is that is that why? This is John. No. Oh, it's, fuck. It's like, it's like I was, I was forget John's my, on this podcast. It's like I was explaining with to my beautiful partner eyes. before we started. Uh, you know, uh, uh, we're two essentially white guys, and then John is here to provide the ethnic flair that brings in the no. uh, the no, ladies. No, Debs. Debs. We're white passing. I'm not white passing. I just have this really bright light on me right now, which... Yeah, that's honestly, true. is burning a, a hole in my skull. But um... I pass as white on in interiors because as soon as I walk outside with my shirt off, you realize I'm like blue because you can see my veins. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, it's poor gross. oxygen intake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't breathe. I'm filling my house with plants right now because I've I've started like putting uh, putting sealant around all the doors and windows so I can. Uh, you know, never experience the outside again. Oxygenate. Oxygenate. Um, go ahead and keep going, John. Oh, yeah, the kids that died. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, how quickly the gunman entered the school. Uh, there was this whole uh, thing where the police were trying to pin it on a teacher who had propped open a door. Um, uh, well, I guess this is the next two points. Um, but also, even if it was a teacher that propped open a door... It's someone that propped open a door. Like, right. does that, does that, I mean, like most, or at least when I was growing up. Has it ever been hot inside? Well, yeah. <laughs> In Texas. When I was growing up, uh, the front doors to the school, I 
went to weren't like locked all the time so we didn't have doors well shit yeah you you learned in a in a grass hut i forgot no like I'm, like I'm as in as in for, for the campus the oh, campus yeah. itself there was a gate but there was no like door on the i mean there i i think there probably was but it was always open uh, i'm just i'm yeah. just fucking with you yeah. a little bit um i mean later i went to the grass huts i just right. didn't want to confuse people <laughs> where you learned with yeah. your people um yeah. <laughs> so so there was this whole thing uh where the gunman like immediately entered the school uh after he crashed his vehicle and then he entered through a propped open door uh first off the door wasn't propped open uh before he went into the school he took a shot at a couple of people who were at a funeral home um God. so yeah he Wait, took that's a- one of their lies or that's the real thing no that that's the real story is, oh, is when he Lord. crashed the vehicle he he walked there there was a funeral home nearby and he took a couple of shots at people at the funeral home he didn't hit anybody and he proceeded onto the school so you know if this school resource officer that they originally claimed existed was there he might have been able to respond to the fact that there was somebody shooting near the school the school resource officer wasn't on campus so they didn't um the teacher uh that supposedly propped open the door with a rock uh, closed the door. The door was supposed to automatically lock. It did not. They're looking into why that happened. Bad maintenance. There you go. Why even Follow. lie about that one though? That's that's the one that's that, sorry, it, I'm so no, stuck so on many this. Bizarre lies it's so this. weird. Um yeah. like the rest of them I, I get, but that one is weird. Yeah, so uh the, the next one. Uh police arrived on scene but backed off for more than an hour. Um that's a lie too huh right yeah uh it, it took them, <laughs> it took them like a good, like, 15 and this is a small town where you could probably drive across it in like 10 minutes it took them 15 or more minutes to get to the school and then once they wow. did get to the school they hid outside like cowards um that's fucking crazy like i've i've heard about ambulances arriving in four minutes and that being considered late mm-hmm. kind of thing 15 fucking minutes. Uh, that keep going rules. Down, that's like, that's someone sitting in their office and they're just like, oh, I need to finish rubbing on this nut before I fucking yeah, hop into like, my cruiser oh, to save shooting? children. Let me finish this donut because cops yeah. are fat pigs. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, uh, this last one, or maybe this is not the last one. Uh, why didn't cops stop the Texas school shooter? Uh, they were treating it as a as a uh, fuck. What do you call it? Um, a barricaded barricaded suspect. person. Yes, thank you. Uh, they were treating it as a barricaded person situation, even though they could still hear shots uh, coming from within in the school. Um, keep going down to to the next uh, bolded point. Oh. And and Jessica in the chat saying uh, because they want to blame the teacher, uh, not the police, for their failure. Absolutely, yeah. like that's yeah. totally what's happening there. But like this story about teacher held it open with a rock and then it closed and then it didn't lock right. Why not just say the fucking lock m- malfunctioned or, or something? Well, yeah, like that's, it that's just didn't saying, work is, to begin is, with. The, like it's way too they're... complicated. <laughs> This this Don't, idea that they're investigating why the door didn't lock. Uh, bad maintenance, probably, because schools yeah. are underfunded and they don't get like the yeah. proper maintenance they well, need. 
and this is an this is a public school police department. These literally are the dumbest, worst cops. <laughs> right. <laughs> but like if if you if you walk into a room with your girlfriend and you, your ex is there and you get a boner, uh, you you have to make up a simple story. You I was have just to say that you babe. It, you, right. <laughs> exactly. Something He's, like that. You you were holding my hand in this way that really made yeah. me horny for hand Whoa. holding. Not you don't say, well, I took this medication last week and it made my blood pressure skyrocket, and then finally my blood pressure was going down. And so when we ended up walking into the building, I got uh, uh like a half of a chubby and then i saw her and i was so repulsed by her that i squeezed onto your hand and i felt that warm flesh and then my boner appeared in my pants Man. but uh, then it started to go away and i started to think about jesus and 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 then i got really horny because i'm a good person and then i got the erection you can't make it that complicated just lie like a normal person yeah just say i love you <laughs> <laughs> anytime you say you love somebody that's a lie just um, say i love you uh keep going down john i think there's like a couple more left here nope okay cool we're done with that uh so uh things to consider here um was that 13 if there was I don't know, a court case with any other sort of situation, right? Where the where the police aren't necessarily involved except for apprehending a suspect, right? And let's say that suspect uh, is being interrogated and that suspect uh, gives 13 different uh, changes to their story. Uh, do you think that person would be considered guilty in some way? Uh, do you right. think it's... do you think the court would uh, would hold that person's testimony in any kind of regard whatsoever? It's something that we've brought up on the podcast before uh, because people people do fall victim to this for some reason. But but one good way to tell if someone's lying in the media or elsewhere is this thing that Freud called kettle logic. Uh, and kettle logic is when, uh, for example, uh, you borrow or someone else borrows your kettle uh, and you walk over to their house and you see that it's broken. And their response to you is, uh, it's not broken. It's not your kettle. You broke it and you gave it to me. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> if, if someone changes their story over and over and over again, or like constantly tries to make a bunch of excuses aware or unaware that they're conflicting like yeah you know it's a lie it's not always that obvious right like it's it's if you're having an argument with someone they'll they'll like backpedal and say like yeah well i didn't get a boner but also the boner was yours uh you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, it's really kind of like a complex process of chemicals, and uh, yeah, you know, I can't really control that. I'm not really conscious enough to control that, but it's uh, it's also right. your fault that we were there in the first place. Exactly. The the I'm you get me so horny, and also you can't really give anyone credit for horny, right? It's just a, <laughs> it's just a vibe, right? Um, uh, so so yeah, uh, so you, you know. 
here here we have a police department which in all other cases without a doubt would be trusted in the court of law right um I, i've seen actually a, a tweet from somebody who was saying that they were a prosecutor in this area for a long time and they said uh this is a very unreliable police department that you should not trust uh no matter what and uh turns out it's kind of redundant right. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but but this is somebody who's inside the yeah, system yeah, yeah. so they they don't right. realize how like asinine that statement is uh that you shouldn't just trust cops um but uh uh you know this is not an isolated incident. Uh, <laughs> we see it all over the fucking place that cops lie all the time. And what it ends up coming down to in like the court system, which does not exist to provide justice for anybody. It exists to uphold uh, whatever the power structure order uh, is. Um, the, the police are favored as uh, uh testimony givers uh people who can testify to events right uh, and it turns out in this case we can see a an entire police department giving completely inaccurate reports and it's not just the the uvalde uh school resource officer police department it's the entire uvalde police department uh so it's it's like the entire town and beyond just the town it's also uh the the greater like county police force uh who gave a bunch of uh, false reports at the beginning uh when when you know this the the uh news of the shooting first broke saying things like oh yeah school resource officer uh and and you know maybe they were fed that lie by the Valde police department whatever but did they do any fucking back checking to see whether or not that school resource officer existed in the first place no they just took that lie to face value and they ran with it and they delivered that news to the entire country and the entire country went oh man this must have been a, like a real serious situation uh that couldn't be prevented by even a, a good guy with a gun um not even a good guy with a gun not even a good guy with a gun could have stopped this one um but you know th this is something to keep in mind when when you see uh any kind of story about the the police having a different narrative than what you know people around uh the area are saying uh the police lie all the fucking time there's no accountability for their lies nobody is going to be held to account for this in any way uh, it's come out recently that the uh, the the police chief for the uh, the Uvalde uh, police department is no longer like cooperating with investigators. Uh, could you imagine any kind of circumstance where uh, somebody who is you know at fault for something not cooperating with the police and not being immediately oh. taken in? Yeah. So now they're uh, like. Uh, have, have like I'm sure you've like read stories or like seen videos of like when police like law enforcement departments investigate each other and like one of them is legally in the right investigating the other for corruption. Uh, the uh, uh, the Evalde police chief said that he talks to the investigators daily. That was his response to investigators saying that yeah he stopped cooperating with them <laughs> so the investigators thing he doesn't talk to us and he's like no i talk to them all the time man i got, yeah, and I he got made all a, these he made bitches a, hitting me up <laughs> yeah and he made it he made a public statement a fucking <laughs> yeah uh, what did we say before about kettles and exactly such? yeah no it's, it's all the same thing but there's layers to it multiple kettles being logic um damn 
pot yeah. logic, kettle logic, bucket logic, spoon logic. So that's, One more uh, logic. That's that's the uh, continuation of the reporting on uh, the Evalde uh, shooting. Um, the police are bad and they lie all the time. There is no such yep. thing as justice because uh, the justice system is completely corrupt. And uh, what we're going to learn about next is uh, how the justice system is used by corporations to ensure that justice never actually happens. Uh, Bro, and, uh, so um, but, oh. but before we do that, uh, like an uh, amateur, I forgot to bring all my alcohol over here. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, actually, I I uh, I could use a trip to the uh, to the boys room. Guys, hey, could you stop fucking talking? I'm trying to set up my new phone, and it's really aggravating hearing <laughs> you guys. I'm like, like so, working so on this. What we're gonna so do is uh, we're going off. to go to the bathroom. You're shitting yourself. Okay. No, I'm done with this. Well, I don't care if you're done with it. All right. So so we will go to the intro scene, and we will mute ourselves. Boom. Be right back. Hey, well, people who are viewing this, I hope uh, you're not bored. Just watching nothing fucking happen. Which shouldn't be a thing that we uh, we do, frankly. I mean, it's it's uh, it's pretty dumb that we allow this uh, weird silence to constantly occur this radio silence you know isn't that a rule you know with radio and things of the sort that you you don't let fucking silence happen huh huh should we allow this shit to keep happening i don't think we should i don't think we should in fact i think we should extinguish it all i think we should erase it I think we should, we need a solution of some sort to deal with, you know. What we need to deal with is how uh, enlarged uh, Deeb's prostate obviously is. Yeah, actually, that's pretty close to what I was saying. Mm. I was just saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't have any radio silence on these things, and yet we do. We do, and uh, it's all because I swole up Deeb's prostate with my beepus. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're still recording the audio, by the way. Um, yeah, but we got streamers watching. We yeah, had yeah, to no, make I, it I, fancy I intend form. on making like some intermission music uh, eventually, but uh, I don't have that yeah. yet. Uh, we're gonna go back to uh, to to live. Surely, 
they sign in thinking, oh God, why don't we? All right, sorry about that. Uh, I apologize Fuck for my you. friends. Um, they're, Sick of this shit. They're amateur broadcasters, unlike me. Um, <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Setup. Setup's complete on my phone. <laughs> Glad to hear that for you, man. I got it done. All you're gonna but do, man, is, now is I have to log into so for, many accounts, memes, and grinder, and you're you're like, what? It's gonna be the same exact shit you use the old phone for. Huh? Never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh, let's cool. go ahead and go to the next link, which is the uh, the main topic of tonight. Uh, even though we've spent like an hour talking about other shit already, about Danko's blown out beehole. Yeah. Huh? I'm I heard so my glad name. that you still get ads for for this horrible furniture. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty fun, actually. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, go ahead and Can't close even. that ad, though. <laughs> In character. Uh, so, so uh, uh, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about a man named Stephen Donziger. Um, oh, if you just scroll pimp, down, that pimp, that annoying uh, banner thing should go away. There we go. Well, there it goes. Our big dick pal Stevie Dongs. Uh, so this happened about a month ago. Uh, he was finally released from house arrest uh, after nearly a thousand days. Of being on Everyone, please arrest. take a shot in uh, honor of I got, I got uh, Stevie right here, man. I could take one. Yeah, no, I, the, the listeners yeah. should also. Hold, do up, hold up, let's get the shots ready. Uh, our boy Stephen Donziger released from uh, uh, hell prison. Um, we'll talk about why he was in house arrest and prison. Uh, it's because oil. Yeah, it's because oil. Cheers. Because oil. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, uh, as as the uh, the subtitle Hold here on. says, one of our one of our listeners just texted me saying, "What does it say?" It says, "Pay attention to the fucking podcast, nerd." What is that about? Who's what do you think that? that's about? I don't see. No, that. I got a text on my phone. Oh, oh. some some somebody's on my new phone. I got a new phone that I was setting up. <laughs> I don't know, man. Instead of paying attention to the podcast, and I got a text oh, on my new because phone. You you seem really absent tonight, and you haven't been saying, talking very much. You haven't been, been talking, talking over enough. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't been an asshole like yeah. usual. Yeah, they're they're probably Sorry. noticing that you you seem to be dropping off here a little bit, and you're not very active. You should. You should do uh, what so many people, so everyone's requesting it. Everyone's requesting it. You should kick me off of the podcast. I can't do it, man. Come on. No, no, no. Free me. Every, every Joker has mm-hmm. to have their Harley Quinn. <laughs> I am very flexible. I'm like weirdly flexible for being like this limping bear piece of shit dying slowly. Uh, yeah, I could put my legs yeah. behind my leg, uh, legs behind my head, as Mike knows, and John, and half of North America. Yeah, the boys. Yeah, seventy-five percent of grinder have had those legs over your head. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of people that I've seen that I'm sure. Um, Everyone on theory grind. And again, I've never actually been on grinder. I'm not. I'm not making a a joke out of this. Grinders probably days aren't way to a joke. Sit. Okay, well, no, 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 it's not. They're not a joke for you. Could you okay? let me finish? No. About my gay joke? <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, 
Uh, I've heard that uh, I've heard that uh, grinder is like the best way to see a guy's asshole if you really want to see a dude's asshole. It's like I nothing, do. nothing but dick pics and asshole pics. Just like, yeah, John's nodding. He knows he's seen some things. I... That thousand yeah. yards there and the nod. Yeah, he gets it. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! I broke my new phone. Probably. Yeah, well, um, sucks for that phone. Yep. Yeah. Um. So Stephen I wish Donziger. I would. We got to get back to Stephen Donziger. Fine, fine. I was gonna say something inflammatory, but we're gonna talk about the fucking guy. John hit that X at the end. There you go. Yeah. Person. Uh, so matters. Stephen Donziger took on Chevron and in, in the uh, early 2010s uh, for an Ecuadorian oil spill. Um. Uh, and and he won the case, which doesn't typically happen in most uh, court cases against oil companies. Uh, he won a $9 billion damages suit. Uh, and what ended up happening after that is uh, uh, Chevron has not paid one cent to the Ecuadorian people it owes. They don't have that much money, Mike. You don't understand how this works. Well, that that is actually coincidentally the excuse they use is that uh, they no longer have assets in Ecuador, so they don't, don't have nine billion dollars of assets. Don't say coincidentally, you piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Sorry. It's becoming such a hostile work environment for me, and I'm the boss, and I'm supposed to be the one that makes it hostile. Show, show me your butt, sweetheart. I've, I've done that. All right. Other things do that it again people for you. say in hostile oh. work environments. I want to see how loose it is. Still loose. You know that. You both know that. Yeah. What? Is your butt loose? <clears throat> I can finally well, uh, fit my Steven dick. Donziger wins a $9 billion lawsuit <laughs> against Chevron on behalf of the uh, Ecuadorian villagers the Chevron oil spill uh, impacted. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Tina's so right. More like Dongzinger. Dongzinger. Like I said. Yeah. Get it? Because um, his dick is like, his name's like a dick. I don't know how to mute my phone and it keeps exploding because I'm very popular. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, my Don, phone? Keep, keep scrolling down. My new, my new phone. Yeah, I've got a new phone, by the way. <laughs> this has got to be the most come town episode we've done. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to load up uh, Dark Souls. I've been playing the new Dark Souls again. Yeah, the new. The new... Uh, or not the new, the original. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's really good. I like it still it still holds up in my mind. Not everyone would feel this way because some people are, you know, right idiots who like need everything to be shiny and fast. That's, I don't like it because it's slow and methodical. Sure, man. Anyway, I'm I'm running like a, a little bit different of a build than I usually do. Oh god, I actually hit play. Uh but uh yeah, so my my build this time is a little bit different. I usually do like a dex thing because I'm um what do, what do you gays call one use? another? Um, but uh, but anyway, so uh... <laughs> I usually do a dex build. Uh, oh but god, then, he, he, uh, he just rolled right yeah. through the mute. He saw the mute yeah. happen, and then he just rolled right I did, through. I did. Jesus you guys think I'm drunk? I'm actually just like this. Yeah, he he rolled right through it I'm like a dex like build, Dark Souls player. You, you idiots! I've had. Two drinks tonight. Two. Look, we don't have to count. Two. We don't care. Anyway, um, uh, but anyway, so the the old the original Dark Souls. 
still probably the best Dark Souls. I gotta say it. I gotta say it. It's it's the best from soft game. It really is. It's the best one. Uh, anyway, so this I've time I'm running through like, like something a little bit strengthier, yeah. rather than how yeah. wrong you were. Yeah, I was starting to think that uh, Don Zinger was a Dark Souls uh, yeah. player. <laughs> He's a Bloodborne <laughs> player for sure. Don, Don Zinger yeah. of the Black let's, Plague. Um, let's let's be entirely clear. If you're a lawyer, you're playing on the PS4 or played PS5. Like you're you're not a cool PC guy. You're not based like I am. All right. Uh, so you're definitely using a controller like a idiot. Uh, and uh, and you're definitely playing Bloodborne. Anyways, not Dark Souls One on a mouse and keyboard. Like Literally some the worst way to play some the game. weird big dick guy who really <laughs> some, some weird guy really who likes being angry. A huge penis and all and, and the time. Plays, yeah, I like only having the option of rolling frontward or backward. Just those two side to side also, but let's be real. Those don't count in this case. Um, so <laughs> anyway, Dark Souls 2, not as good. Not as good. They really tried to speed it up. I think and, you're going to uh, have to mute many him. enemies. I think I do have yeah. to mute him, but he's going to take personal offense to it. And then I'm going to unmute myself. So yeah. I can talk about the fact that I will never play Sekiro just to piss Mike off. I doesn't bother me. It should bother you it because should. it should bother you when your friends are hurting themselves. That's true. <laughs> Speaking of friends hurting themselves, okay. um, I don't actually have a segue about that. Uh, Shit, I'm drunk now. <clears throat> so, uh, Donziger wins the case against Chevron, uh, uh, and then Chevron decides to bring a bunch of, uh, 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 cases against Donziger about how he was a racketeer. Uh, he he bribed the courts in Ecuador uh, because because this is really the first time. It's it's like when you have a child uh, that that never gets told no, and then the child hears no for the first time, but they're like a a thirty five year old adult, and so they don't know how to handle no, but they have a bunch of power now. Um, yeah, they they lash out at everything, and uh, so you mean what it's like to be a boy? Sure, yeah. Um, I got told no all the time, but that's a different story, I guess. The slimes really take way more of a beating than they should in this game. Please honestly, shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> <laughs> the <pit got> off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um. So, uh, so I'm not sorry. So Chevron not sorry goes anything. back to the Americas. Anyway, yeah, Dong Zinger and yeah, we have given them too much power. What, am I muted? Hold on. No, you're no, not, not muted. Okay, I got paranoid, and now I'm getting eaten by a slime. Good. Fuck you. you Your that. friendship is why I'm bad at this game. Um. <laughs> anyway, I don't remember right. where I left off. Uh, yeah, you're right. Go on. So uh, uh, Chevron brings it back to I said the Americas right, on accident. But what I really meant was uh, the the North Americas, um, and they and they start levying a bunch of cases against Donziger. They pull all of their uh, not because of the Ecuadorian oil spill, uh, but they they've already pulled all their assets out of Ecuador uh, because they don't want to pay nine billion dollars, and also they kind of used up everything that was in the region anyways that they were interested in. 
Um, so the Ecuadorians who uh, had their water supplies poisoned never get anything out of this. And then what they do is they focus on making an example out of Steven Donziger, uh, who, you know, might be a complicated character in some respects. Uh, who cares about that? Uh, but they get a bunch of uh, uh, judges who have uh, uh, investment interests in Chevron uh, to uh, take on this case against Steven Don Donziger, the guy who beat Chevron uh, in, in the Ooh. courts. Who thought it was a good idea that judges should be allowed to have investment interests? Citizens United thought it would be a good idea. Oh, yeah. I oh, wait. I can't tell if Dorian is just making that face or if he froze, but I think it's froze. Uh, let me see. Nah, I think it's froze. I'm gonna, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pin it. To oh, never mind. Yet. Never mind. Yeah, he, uh, he came back. Yeah, did you guys know, and I don't know if that if this is the case, uh, but Dark Souls 1 All right. pings uh, the internet yeah. constantly, <laughs> <laughs> even when you're offline. Uh, and so it ruined my already pretty week on Friday's internet. By the way, Spectrum, go fuck yourselves, because every Friday my internet collapses all day through we meetings and shit. Spectrum around here. Just, just, just Friday is just bullshit. You're, you're uh, gonna I come do not out know against why. the spectrum. I am. During I love month. trains as much as the next guy. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, John, I'm sorry. Go ahead and go it was to funny to link. me. Oh, are we done talking about Dong Boy? No, 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 no. We're we're still talking about. Uh, oh, okay, uh, then Don's I'll, I'll So these cases come back to uh, North America. Um, uh, the the disingenuous thing Chevron does is it pulls all of its assets out of Ecuador. So when Ecuador says you have to pay these Ecuadorian uh, people you poison nine billion dollars, they're like, ah, oh, we don't have nine billion dollars in your country, sorry. Um, and then so what ends up happening is the Ecuadorian villagers uh, also bring their case up to uh, uh, courts in North America, which uh, unfortunately are uh, completely and totally captured by the oil company they're trying to sue. Um, so th so uh, uh, Donziger uh, in, in the U.S. courts uh gets told that he has to turn over all of his uh all of his like personal emails and and documents and everything that he had collected for the case down in Ecuador over to Chevron which is not a thing that happens in any case whatsoever because it violates it happens to me every time I go to the gas station yeah right yeah it violates attorney client privilege for him to have to turn over well, all of his personal documents to the people who are fighting against uh yeah his, his... yeah in a civil case right yeah 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 i mean discovery is a bizarre concept to begin with like we need to have it inside of the cases sorry I'm going to get autistic now that I'm not on my phone, Good, uh, but uh, I'm still on my phone. Just kidding. Fuck you. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but discovery is 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 such a weird concept from like a basic philosophical kind of stance where you have to give up everything you know about the case. And you have to give up all the tactics you're, you're going to use about the case 
And so obviously people are going to lie about that, right? Like that's just part of what law is. But then really good lawyers like the shitheads at Chevron are going to say, well, everyone lies about discovery. Let me see everyone's laptop and also put him on house arrest, but also let's right. fuck so, his wife. So you have these like. two elements of legal fiction <clears throat> battling each other, right? Which is exactly. attorney-client right. privilege and then also discovery. And uh, Which is why phenomenology is bullshit. Sure, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Epistemology, more so. Uh, this also happens in, uh, because, because the, the Ecuadorian villagers lose their fight in the U.S. and as a result of that, uh, Stephen Donziger is put, uh, he's put in jail for six months and he's put on house arrest for a thousand days, essentially, um, which is the most time anyone has ever served for what is uh, a misdemeanor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and well, and oh, any I didn't rich, know that. That's any really rich funny. person, because he he's he's a rich person, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's yeah, fairly no, well he's off, a, and and yeah. One of the points I would eventually like to make out of this is, yeah, it sucks what happened to Steven Donziger, but uh, there's a bunch of Ecuadorian villagers who have been poisoned and uh, are not going and to yet get... we paid attention to him. Well, I, I mean, don't know like, any of like, your names. Like, the, the, yeah. this is like, this is like, a, like top 10 worst things that have happened uh, to a rich person in the, uh, in the, the American justice system. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it does suck what's happened to him, and it shows what what corporate power can do to somebody who uh, manages to like uh, uh, win a case against the corporate uh, power structure. Um, but then, even worse than that is the these Ecuadorian villagers, uh, which is why I brought this article up. Um, uh, which which uh, thank thank City News for for uh, for your Pride Month uh, logo, by the way, up in the top left there. Um, Thanks, City News. Uh, so the the Canadian subsidiary of U.S. based oil giant Chevron Corp. cannot be held liable for a nine point five billion dollar award in a court or award a court in Ecuador ordered against the parent company in favor of Ecuadorian villagers. Ontario's top court ruled on Wednesday. Even though the court of appeal expressed sympathy for the plight of the indigenous villagers, it found that ordering Calgary-based Chevron Canada to pay them in what they, it called a tragic case would amount to twisting current laws out of all recognition. There can be no denying that, through no fault of their own, the appellants have suffered lasting damages to their lands, their health, and their way of life, the appeal court said in its ruling. Their frustration in obtaining justice is understandable. At the same time, the appeal court said Canadian courts must decide based on the laws and jurisprudence in place in Canada. What the villages are villagers argued, the panel said, found no support in either legislation or case law. What is really well, driving so, Oh go ahead. So sure. uh like uh from what I understand, that basically means I'm not willing to change things even though I can. Yeah, essentially. Because yeah. because because like a like a well maybe maybe I'm maybe I'm mixing up legal terms, but uh, I'm guessing juris, jurisprudence means what judges how judges have uh, mostly interpreted laws uh, in the past. The general legal order of things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which judges 
if they can explain it legally and be convinced of it legally can interpret laws how they want like that's like isn't that's why we have judges we would only have prosecutors if we didn't need somebody to fucking like be like no this case like i'm gonna custom i can possibly custom fit the law to this this fucking case like maybe do what's right yeah, I mean, a, a, <laughs> a right really thing. good way of reducing the word ju- jurisprudence is just, uh, well, without doing a weird, obnoxious etymological thing, is just like it's the theory of justice. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's really funny that we we invent all of these. Not, I'm not going to be a weird mon- monarchist here, but like almost <laughs> in a way where it's like. <laughs> We keep inventing all of these people and systems in order to tell us that it's not just daddy making his decision about us. When in reality, it really is just the legal philosophy that standard that ends up determining every fucking thing yeah. with some fucking nerd occasionally that pops up and says something asinine that everyone's up in arms about and wouldn't happen if we just let daddy decide to begin with. Just fucking saying, just, just fucking saying. Uh, yeah, I, I would have way more respect for the uh, the Canadian uh, courts if they said, uh, "Daddy said we can't do this," um, because yeah. that, that's the real reason. Um, yeah, because that's what happened. <laughs> so uh, uh, <clears throat> they go on to say, uh, "What is really driving the appellant's appearance in our courts is their inability to enforce their judgment in the United States." Justice William Horrigan wrote for the court, but the appellants are asking us to radically alter our law. Uh, so basically, uh, you got to go back to the states where uh, all the judges are bought off by the oil companies. Um, and, and that's what led you to our court in the first place. And we're not willing to uh, to tell Chevron that they need to pay $9.5 billion, which, by the way, is a drop in the fucking bucket for what they make in profits. This is not serious which money to them. It's it's might- unobtainable money for us in our minds but this is not that much money for them yeah and and an example of what's happening here and maybe i have something wrong uh i haven't looked it up though i have a new phone that i could look facts up on uh but anyway no but but donzinger is uh he's from florida right does he still live there i'm not sure Uh, but like he's an american uh, and I'm pretty sure this is an American case, right? Like this is, I'm like 99.5% sure that this is all American, but it has to do with Chevron Canada. And this is all an attempt to just kind of like skip and jump and evade, uh, and use money in order to say that money doesn't exist. Sure. Yeah. Right. I don't have money here. And so I can use money there. Yeah, so, so what they what they do to av- avoid uh, U.S. courts holding uh, uh, Chevron accountable for the Ecuadorian judges' uh, demand of nine point five billion dollars is they uh, they smear uh, Donziger. Uh, they they get him locked up for contempt of court for something that should not even happen in a court in the first place. No lawyer has ever been asked to turn over their personal laptop to the defendants of a case like that that is completely fucking unheard of not only that but it's a misdemeanor and serving uh, essentially like three years 
for a misdemeanor. The, well, this is like one of the things that cops will actually get caught on. And other lawyers will go to jail for. Yeah. Like kinda, stealing, yeah. like like violating violating uh attorney uh client attorney privilege. Client privilege. privilege. Right. Yeah. I mean here's like my big blatantly question. in front of the court. Um Dongzing. Don't get there. Yes. Wow, that was really problematic of you, Dorian. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, he wasn't disbarred, was he? Uh, he's he's fighting his disbarment right now. Oh, okay, so he was disbarred, but he's fighting it. Uh, 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 or they are disbarring him, and they he's, are they he's, are in the process okay. of disbarring him because he has I, a misdemeanor I, I, I on his idea, record but, now. Yeah. Um. There, there's been a bunch of people who have called for Biden to uh, pardon Donzinger because he's literally actually done nothing wrong. Uh, but by like the only course, pardon that would ever, yeah, yeah one, one of the, like few pardons that would actually be justifiable in any case. But of course, except so, for all of so, them. So <laughs> um, uh, imagine, imagine the opinion by the judge that disbars him. That's like, even though Danzinger didn't do anything wrong. You know, actually, the law says he yeah. cannot be a lawyer. It would completely bend our rules of jurisprudence and all that, blah, 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 <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It doesn't matter what Glenn Danzig said. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to keep obsc- obscuring this guy's name over and over again. Um, so so that's kind of where, where the situation has ended is... Uh, uh, the Ecuadorian villagers who are poisoned aren't going to get anything out of it. Uh, Steven Donziger uh, had to stay in house arrest for several years um, and actually had to be in a prison for a little while. Um, Chevron, meanwhile, uh, uh, manipulated the courts in order to to get whatever they wanted to happen to happen. Um, so, so let's go ahead and look at the next link, which is... Uh, chevron's uh uh it's uh chevron.com slash ecuador which uh when when you had to make a website like that uh maybe you've done something wrong <laughs> like like if i had just to make, have one uh, for every Michael country because they do that to every killing. country uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. um Maybe I'm admitting to something there, uh, but so Denkosuvin.net.gov/slash yeah. uh, dickpick <laughs> slash CIA slash dickpick. Um, I that I am a CIA plant. Yeah. So uh, I'm a glowy. Chevron.com/slash Ecuador reads. Uh, Chevron is defending itself against false allegations that it is responsible for an alleged oh. environmental and social harms oh. in the Amazon region of Ecuador. Who else was pulling up oil in this region that poisoned all the uh, water supplies? I don't know. Um, well, it, but it wasn't illegal. That's what they're arguing. It wasn't illegal to poison all and, the people. And they're just saying they're defending themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean they didn't do it. They're just defending themselves in the suit. Uh, so in February 2011, an $18 billion <laughs> judgment, later reduced to $9.5 billion, was rendered against Chevron by a court in Lago Agrio, uh, Ecuador, for alleged contamination resulting from a crude oil production or from crude oil production in the region. 
On March 4th, 2014, the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York ruled that $9.5 billion Ecuadorian judgment was a product of fraud and racketeering activity, finding it unenforceable. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, uh, it doesn't matter what the District of New York or the Southern District of New York says, uh, the Ecuadorian judgment still stands. Um, so, so what we have here is uh, the countries court, are crazy. Yeah, what we what we have is one court in a different country saying no, no, no. no. What this other court in this other country said, according to its laws, uh, that that it has, which may differ from our laws, uh, is not legitimate. So American courts get to decide what Ecuadorian courts uh, say is legitimate or not legitimate. It uh, it, it you you could say something like. It's illegal to jaywalk in uh, America, uh, but jaywalking laws don't exist in, uh, I don't know, Spain, right? And so uh, if you're accused of jaywalking in America and you go back to Spain and you say, isn't this bullshit that they charged me with jaywalking in America? Spain can then say, oh, yeah, it is bullshit. They they don't have any power over you and the, they, they can't enforce that judgment against you. Um, That's why you can go to Amsterdam. Right. And eat a bunch of mushrooms. Uh, but the uh, the difference here is that uh, Chevron was operating as a company in Ecuador. They violated Ecuadorian laws according to how the courts ruled. And so what they did is they went back to America and said, ah, isn't it really unfair that we were operating in Ecuador and we had to follow Ecuadorian laws? And uh, 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 they found us guilty of violating Ecuadorian laws. And then American uh, court said, yes, that is unfair. We, we don't rec- recognize Ecuadorian law at all. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so that's, uh, that, that's where we are in that situation of uh, how the courts are complete fiction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I guess that's yeah. really all I have to say about this particular yeah. link. Um, but but uh, this this entire uh, Chevron.com slash Ecuador thing is just like this entire bitch fest of like, and and Stephen Donziger, you know, when when we paid off a bunch of ju- or they they accuse him of a bunch of stuff like fraud and racketeering and and like being like just a a, a skeevy guy sort of thing, right? Um, so go ahead and go to the next link. Uh, go ahead and zoom in a little bit <clears throat> on the on the ad. Yes, you, specifically on the, on the ad. ad. Uh, so she, uh, th- this this uh, portion that I've highlighted here, Chevron never paid those billions of cleanup dollars to Ecuador, and instead la- launched a legal attack on Donziger in the Southern District of New York, where Judge Louis A. Kaplan found Donziger guilty of bribery and fraud in a trial without a jury. Very, very important there. This is not uh, uh, being judged by a jury of your peers or anything like that. The judge just said, oh, you're guilty. Yeah, we already said the thing about daddies, though, so we're Yeah, we don't have to go too far into that. Um, (laughs) A former corporate lawyer held financial investments in Chevron at the time of the decision. So we have somebody whose financial, uh, you know, like, uh, power is essentially... Uh, wrapped into whether or not Chevron makes more money. And uh, weirdly enough, he decided to say that uh, uh, Donziger uh, had done bad things against uh, 
against Chevron in this uh, trial in Ecuador. Um, okay, I, I I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Okay, but are you trying to tell me right now that you would prefer a governmental and uh, judicial system? which is based upon uh, communities determining together what is in fact best or worst for them instead of individuals as representatives uh, who then determine things based upon their own individual, generally financial. That's what you're trying to say. I don't know if this is, oh, that is what you're trying. That is what you're saying. Yeah, you can quit the podcast anytime you want. Um, so uh, uh, when Kaplan required Donziger to turn his computer, phone, and other personal devices, including passwords, to the court and thus the Chevron, and Donziger refused, citing violations to a attorney-client privilege, Kaplan charged him with six counts of criminal contempt under Rule Forty-Two. As required by that rule, Kaplan was disqualified from hearing the ensuring contempt case, but not before bypassing local rules and hand-selecting the judge and picking the private prosecutors who would oversee the case. He chose District Judge Loretta Preska, who has served on the advisory board for the Feder- of, of the Federalist Society, a group to which Chevron has been a substantial donor. Uh, so basically, one Chevron uh, uh, paid-off judge... Uh, says, okay, I'm going to charge him with these things. It's going to disqualify me from like overseeing this case any further. And then I'm going to pick uh, a different Chevron judge. Uh, he came back. God damn it. Sorry if you thought I was leaving due to political <laughs> disagreements. I was in fact leaving to grab ice. Oh, that's so a good I thing to grab. get drunk. So one Chevron uh, uh, judge uh, picks the next Chevron judge to see the case through further. Uh, Loretta Preska had uh, significant financial ties to Chevron, uh, and she sees out the rest of this case and eventually uh, 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 sentences uh, Donziger to, you know, not only just uh, the the six months that he has to spend in prison, but then the thousand days of house arrest, essentially. Um, and uh, this is really all to say that the uh, the courts, the system of, of justice, it's 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 not for uh, justice per se. It is to uphold a power structure which has a bunch of money, and it's always been this way. Where you know, every now and then you'll you'll get like. And 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 the, the the way that this mythology kind of perpetuates itself that the that the court system is a system for justice uh, is is like you'll get a murder trial where somebody killed somebody else and then they'll you know like convict somebody for for that murder. Um, but when it really comes down to like the broad spectrum of what is just and unjust, uh, the court system really kind of exists to maintain a power structure that is unjust. And uh, it doesn't have anything to do with the, you know, the the ethics or morality. He just left or disconnected. I don't know. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with the ethics or morality of, uh, you know, the the people who who are supposedly being represented by represented by these systems. Uh, it, it's it's really just a really just a sham. 
I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, and not to mention like, like uh, all these judges uh, being in positions to like invest so much money too. Like, if, yeah, that, if, that if, shouldn't if, be allowed, like, right? Yeah, and it, it didn't come from public service. Because, like, I know that, like, you know, sure, a federal judge makes a good living, but it, it's it's not what a rich person is in um uh, in uh in this society. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a some lord in the 16th century's fourth son becoming a cardinal. You know, like that's what a judge is in this right. country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know, I think I think this kind of like highlights a, a fundamental problem in things like earning a living or like having wealth, right? Like where, um, you know, there, there's clear class disparities between people, and one of the ways that people can elevate themselves. Uh, you know, is is to to have you know a couple of generations of kind of successful uh, 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 ancestors, right? And then yeah. you as like the the more recent uh, successful person in this ancestry becomes a judge, and instead of just like because judges make a decent amount of money, but it doesn't matter that they make a decent amount of money because there's they they reach this point where they can make even more money and they can ensure even more financial success for uh you know the the people that come after them um and and it, it's it's just a problem with uh with a capitalistic society at, at its very root is that people need to earn a living and that they need to provide for the next generation uh rather than these being like guaranteed uh, uh things where you know um your your ancestors and you are always going to be like able to provide for themselves at the very least uh, able to leave lead fulfilling lives uh there's there's an incentive there for you to do like shady backroom deals with people so that you can ensure this thing that should just be a, a general right yeah uh and i mean speaking of uh backdoor blowjobs uh what was uh danko doing probably blowing some dudes in the back <laughs> launching my internet collapse like it does every friday yeah that's unfortunate yeah well uh, we we just uh we just assumed that uh you were spiraling and that this was like the beginning of the end I know what uh, you're saying to your I know you're saying time, something. Off, time on the podcast yeah yeah no I mean, I, 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 think, I see, I, I see a man spiraling out of control. <laughs> I think he's disconnecting again. Is the I heard some of that. Yeah, <laughs> I heard some of that. Something about spiraling out of control. Oh, you, you, you heard exactly what I said. Great. Uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, uh, are you yeah. perhaps stable now? Uh, how do you feel about your internet? I'm more stable than I was. Five seconds ago. Yeah. Good. Um, so the next link, uh, and uh we're we're kind of done with the Steven Donziger story and and how uh basically oil companies use the the court system, which is supposed to be like a just institution to uh manipulate people. Um 
well, not a just institution to man manipulate people. It used a just or supposedly just institution in the aim to manipulate people. Um, but we have uh, we have other petrochemicals that we can talk about. Uh, one one of which is plastique. Um, this is a link yes. that you sent. I don't know. If we you wanna... can't recycle it. Yeah, it, we never could. It's all a uh, a fucking play in order to say, hey, if we tell people that they can reuse plastics, which generally speaking they can't, uh, and also it's expensive enough that, uh, and you know, just just enough of a bother that we won't anyway. Uh, that uh, then we'll be able to not only uh, get people to like try to recycle plastics and feel better about them, but also all the other plastics that they have to throw away, they won't worry about nearly as much. Like how often do people think about like the plastic that's on their, like a cut of meat that they get or something? Yeah. Uh, probably not that much. The plastic that's used uh, as part of like a shipping container. How much do they worry about that? Not very much, because they get to recycle uh, the uh, the little plastic case that uh, their grapes came in or something. Yeah, and and I think one of the things about that is, um, I mean, it's assumed that if one plastic is recyclable, then then of course all other plastics right. are recyclable. There's like a number system. It's like one through three thousand, and only two, four, and eight are recyclable. Yeah. So, well, and, and it's, yeah. <laughs> um, there, there's a video I would recommend people check out, uh, which, which is like me shouting at like a way huger channel than we are, anyways. Uh, but but climate town. Check out PewDiePie. PewDiePie. Check yeah. out PewDiePie. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. real. They they Check deserve it. it. PewDiePie Check. come town. Dutch Nazis are us. Uh, there there's a uh, there there's a, a channel on YouTube called Climate Town that's making some really good videos, um, and they mm. have one specifically about uh, recycling being a hoax. Climate um, Town, huh? Climate Town, yes. Plymouth Town, huh? <laughs> um, so, so was there was there more you wanted to say about this link, or or is that kind of like uh, pretty much it? That's okay. pretty much it. Just recycling's stupid. Uh, glass makes more sense than much of anything. Uh, might as well recycle cans if you can. You get money back. Plastic recycling is fucking bullshit, and you should feel weird about it. So what what I was gonna say about this particular link is, is shut it, up, God damn move man. on. No, we don't <laughs> want to talk about this. Um, so so you know, part of the reason that you have so many plastics uh, being made, uh, especially in like uh, uh you know like drinks or anything like that, um, is because it's it's one of the cheapest forms that they can put liquid inside of something to sell it to you. Uh, what you really want is liquid. You don't really care about the container it comes in. There's other ways they can produce uh, containers for this liquid. Uh, but the problem is that the, the profit motive comes into play and plastics are way cheaper than all those other methods. And instead of like taking like a, a small cut to the billions of dollars they make every year 
uh, they decide to just offload that into the environment in terms of plastic waste, uh, which which we can't like actually uh, recycle in most cases. Or if we do recycle it, it's not very efficient in the first place. It off gases a bunch. It it's just like a, it's it's another system of waste and and uh, uh, contamination, pollution, and and whatever. Um, and and really, what what it would mean is that like uh, I don't know. Your average billionaire couldn't buy two yachts a year; it would only be one point four yachts a year uh, if they decided to use more ethical uh, production methods and use uh, materials that can actually be recycled or are biodegradable uh, and and can like actually be biodegradable. Biodegradable plastic is, of course, a fucking hoax. Uh, it's a lie. Um, but you know there there are. Oh. biodegradable materials that you can use like biodegradable hemp uh that that you can store things in uh but you know they they aren't quite as sexy and they aren't quite as cheap um so really what it comes well, down I to mean, is profits uh, i mean like uh if we had never made cannabis illegal i don't know maybe some of these technologies would be viable cuz like hemp's way more expensive than it's like ever been yeah, yeah, it's 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 super yeah. expensive for something that uh can be grown pretty easily. Uh Yeah, like like literally just I don't know, like everything used to be made made out of out of hemp. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking ditch and yeah, it, yeah. it grows. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's a weed. Yeah. I mean like uh, I don't know if we can make like medical grade plastics out of it. I'm, I don't know. No, no, um, no. There, there's always going to be like some cases where where there's materials that we can't recycle, but they're still completely necessary. Uh, right. When well, it comes down to like consumer beverages, that's not a real thing. Uh, yeah. Beverage companies just have to like have a slightly more uh 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 like expensive production method. And uh, they they could still sell the drinks at the same price and make a profit. Uh, it's just that their profit margins are very important to them, and uh, they get more profit out of making uh, something that that like irre- irreversibly pollutes the environment than something that you know might be biodegradable. You, might might you have are... some, uh, you know, more more economic, more uh, ecological. Uh, uh, properties to it you're also confronted with the fact that uh we want things that last forever but the problem is that those things last forever yeah right like you don't want a biodegradable dildo uh and you actually kind of don't want a biodegradable uh bottle either right like you want that to last both in the sense that like you want to make it out of glass or something so that it doesn't just like decay and you can keep it on store shelves for fucking uh, three thousand years and you never look bad because you have a melting bottle or something like that um and and also just the fact that no i actually i think that covers most of it but but yeah, I, I and and so people don't want something that will disappear on them. But the problem is that we can never just let things fucking die. <laughs> we can never True. let things disappear, which is the problem with um, Stranger Things. 
Brought <laughs> <laughs> it back around. Nice, nice callback. Proud of you so much. Um, so uh See, I'm not drunk. We're all drunk here, baby. It's Shut fun. up. Shut up. Let's go to the next link, John. Um I, I I haven't seen this around a lot often, but the other day I was in a gas station uh, because I drive a lot for work. Uh I'm I'm contributing to the uh to the uh the global climate crisis. Guess uh, how many times I've refilled my gas tank since I moved. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh zero. Zero times, bitch. Yeah, well, must be I haven't nice. gone to the gas station once. I've driven uh, my car like five times. Yeah, that's that's probably why you don't have to drive your car. Exactly. I have to exactly. drive your car. Yeah. Don't shame me, bro. I right? work at home, bitch. I'm on a very woke podcast right now. Yeah. Um so I uh I refuel my car often, unfortunately. Uh like once a week. Disfortunately. Um, but I but I saw I saw a gas pump that was neither uh neither gasoline nor diesel. It was labeled as renewable natural gas. And I thought to myself how can <laughs> how can renewable natural gas be a real thing? Uh, so go ahead and zoom in on this. This is uh, this is from the renewable ga- natural gas people, um, which I think it's always important to look at uh, what what these kind of folks are saying before you uh, critique can, them. Can I really quickly? This is probably really obvious to a lot of people, but just to explain how a fuel works, yeah. <laughs> before we dive in. So what happens, the reason that that things like uh, alcohol or things like uh, uh, these petrochemicals, gasoline, things of the sort, uh, are really good for fuels is that they're really long chains, right? And what you have to do in order to release the energy from these chains, uh, well, it doesn't matter what you have to do to do it, but they're, they're ready to break. Right. And so once you break those linkages, those linkages themselves hold an immense amount of energy. And if you're breaking a whole lot of them at the same time, that leads to something like combustion. It leads to an, it, it, an expenditure of energy uh, and, and generally for very little cost. Right. Because of the fact that you just have to prod them uh, and then they explode. Um but the idea of uh, a fuel being renewable is confusing on a mathematical scale. Yeah, and and so you're right to feel that confusion. But let's go ahead and read through a, a couple of these uh, Q and A answers that they provided us. Okay. Uh, this is the uh, the uh, Renewable Natural Gas Coalition. Uh, Do you believe in progressive or liberal politics? That's my first question uh, for them. Oh, for oh, for them. I was. I thought you were asking me. I was like, you identify as <laughs> black and gay, John? or gay and black. John, John. No, I'm just kidding. No, not them. I'm asking that. I'm asking. <laughs> That's uh, so, uh, question: What is the difference between renewable natural gas (RNG) and other sources of clean energy? 
Answer, RNG uniquely takes a product that is negatively impacting the environment, waste, and creates a clean and reliable energy resource that is fully compatible with our current infrastructure and appliances, serving a productive role in the clean energy transition. Society will always okay. produce waste, which naturally emits surface-level methane as it decomposes. We can and should capture methane from our waste streams and prevent that methane from interesting entering the atmosphere. Were you going to say something? No, I'm not sure if I'm frozen again or not, but yeah, go on. No, you're not frozen. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, you guys are frozen for me, but um, no, no, we're, we're good. I, I can't. All right, cool. <laughs> I can't uh, do this anymore. RNG is one essential piece of the puzzle. It is crucial to maintain a diverse population portfolio of solutions that work together to combat climate change. RNG is a complement to other renewable energy sources because it is storable, dispatchable, and can be combined with other fuel, heat, and power generation sources providing reliable energy and a more sustainable and circular economy. What? No. I mean, what? So, there are systems that can use uh liquid natural gas or propane or no or diesel I, I can't remember but that's only if it's specifically designed for it so what you're saying like, john is maybe that there's some kind of refinement process involved with this yeah because it's <laughs> yeah, also I mean, it's it's not that, it, that maybe it's, it's not just uh scraping cow guts it, off of the uh the uh the the butchery floor and turning them into a, well, a gas product hold on hold on i heard about biodiesel and so i've been pouring french fries into the back of my car for months uh and that it's been damn he's cutting been, out again Yep. Really? Are you I, fucking serious? Fuck this podcast. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the listener. I think podcast uh, is I don't want to do this anymore. But, but you're back now. Yeah. I'm yeah. gay now. What? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> um, go ahead and scroll down a little bit more down. Next next question, I believe. What problem is RNG solving? As the global population grows, the World Bank projects solid waste to increase nearly 70% by 2050. RNG is an immediately available and no regret solution to help improve society's response to waste and the emissions created from it. We must reduce, reuse, and recycle. Did, did somebody at RNG just admit to a scat fetish? Probably. Yeah. However, we also need solutions no for inedible food waste, manure, municipal solid waste, and wastewater. Because RNG captures emissions from society's waste streams and redeems its energy value, it has the lowest life cycle carbon intensity of any clean energy source available today. Not true, because solar is fucking free. <laughs> um, we here at Random Number Generator love it when you yeah. shit all over the lawn. And well, we wish that you, you would do the poopies more because we like to collect it and use it we like against to use your our battle for the sun. Uh, President Nergaristani will Pro never be Pro able Pro to Pro battle against Pro us in the holy complex in order to <laughs> what? I don't know. Copperphilia. Copperphilia. Thank you. Uh, oh, shit yes, fetishism. Yes. 
Um, a poo poo, a pee pee. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and go to the next link so we stop reading Thank this God. propaganda piece by uh, the renewable gas industry. Um, and here's the thing I'm not against a lot of this renewable, like, fuel stuff. I think biodiesel is uh, it's better fine. than not biodiesel. Exactly, right. And this is better than just letting methane exist freeform in the air without someone getting fed over it, I guess. But the problem is that it continues to allow for the continuance of something like the petrochemical industry. Well, see, that, um, that's where yeah. I would actually push back on it, is it's not necessarily better than methane just existing because uh, unburned methane is less toxic than burned methane uh, is, is what it turns out to be. Uh, less toxic, but but is it does it capture as much well the, the, that's actually why i have energy, this, next, like, uh, this next article here okay. uh so john if you could zoom in on the highlighted portion and then uh the the area underneath that um renewable natural gas also known as biomethane can be used for all the same things as fracked gas from heating to cooking to driving is made from manure industrial food waste landfill gas and more it is a, it's a highly processed biogas that contains at least 90 percent methane which is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide. And one recent report found that as much as 10% of that meth methane may leak during production. So the term renewable natural gases is a cover for what this fuel actually is, methane. It's also an extremely limited resource. New England states that, uh, that have some of the lowest potential for renewable gas production. Or New England states have some of the lowest potential uh, for renewable gas production. Nationwide, it's also dangerous. Yeah, nationwide, the prospects are limited too. According to the National Renewable In Energy Laboratory, the U.S. could only replace about 5% of its fracked gas with the renewable natural gas. Importing it into our region isn't an option either because it's not only scarce, but also very expensive. Vermont Gas Systems, one of only two providers in New England, sells its renewable natural gas for nearly three times as much as plain old frack gas. The bottom line, the United States just does not have the resources to replace frack gas with renewable natural gas. Uh, this article is not also in like support of frack gas either. Uh, it's just saying like, right. this is actually kind of economically worse than, than uh, uh, frack gas because it costs more to produce. Um, go ahead and scroll down just a little ah. bit, John. Um, even if there was enough of this supposed wonder fuel to go around, this gas industry's claims that it will solve our climate crisis are both wrong and dangerous. Uh, biomethane endangers public health. Renewable natural gas will hurt our climate more than it helps. But what about other impacts? They're pretty bad too, especially when it comes to our health. When renewable natural gas burns, for example... It releases nitrous oxide, a compound that creates smog and ozone. Uh, burning it may also produce harmful compounds such as silicon dust and form formaldehyde, uh, a known carcinogen. As is often the case, low-income communities and communities of color will experience the worst impacts of this pollution. These communities are historically and currently more likely to have major highways cutting through them, with cars spewing harmful pollution in the homes and businesses. The facilities used to make this renewable natural gas release toxic pollution in the process of creating gas. These polluting facilities are often placed in low-income communities and communities of color. Um, small farms that could use their excess methane repurposed as a natural or renewable natural gas 
has an extra income stream, can't take advantage of the benefits either, since you need at least 500 cows to make the digester profitable. For comparison, 82% of Vermont dairy farms have less than 200 cows. Um, so basically, this entire thing is a fucking hoax. Uh, uh, it's not cleaner to burn this as a fuel. It's actually better for it to just be released as methane into the environment. Um, it's, it's a way for... Uh, uh, oh gas companies to basically profit off of just like another like revenue stream in which they're just burning kind of toxic waste but well and also uh i do wonder like that like the like uh the pro um renewable natural gas lobby um like um uh who this is because uh, uh from what i understand a lot of uh a lot of countries that have uh uh this type of natural gas and i think including here in america <laughs> uh that uh oil companies will buy the tax credits mm. off of this so even if it's not a uh, even if it's not like profitable or even or even if it is cuz you you capture so much it ultimately is just so that uh, big oil companies can buy tax credits from people who have a shit ton of cows. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it's just a it's just a tax break for the rich to fuel something that's not real. Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh that's that's kind of eventually what what I wanted to make as a point for this, but uh, you already did it for me, so. Gold star on the calendar You're for welcome. you, John. Um, and and that's uh that's that's all I had left for the uh the petrochemical uh discussion, I guess. Uh, but but we do have some fun stuff to leave off on. Um, if we're Ooh. if we're ready for the fun stuff, or if uh, uh Dorian has some some shit he wants to shit post at us. Yeah, yeah. Give us some bullshit. No, I got I got stuck on the fact that I didn't do well on chemistry in high school and so now i'm i'm trying to figure out how methane produces nitrous oxide so i've been stuck on google trying to figure or that out or silicone dust or well, well it's because it's, Wait, it's not it's not just methane it's it's methane that's been like refined and uh treated and processed and you know there's well, yeah, I mean, and it, it is the burning of it. It's so, and I'm yeah. not necessarily doubting that that's the case. It's just, I I am an idiot, and I'm trying to figure out how a higher uh, atomic number ends up, or a lower atomic number ends up leading to a higher atomic number when it burns. And I'm guessing it's because some electrons tie together, and then hydrogen and, and carbon connect, and then it somehow produces nitrogen. I don't well, fucking know. But so I don't have a shit post because I'm trying to read, you fucking bitches. Look at this literate guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking nerd. I don't know how shit works. So, um, Literate for, for our, uh, for our uh, fun closing stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I love fun closing I stuff. Figured it's... Holy shit, there's a Resident Evil 4 remake coming out Shut I just up. saw on my new phone. Did you have any idea? That's the dumbest thing yeah, I've ever I've heard. I've known about that for like a, yeah, a month I, I knew about it too, but I saw a notification, so I had to tell you. Uh, so I figure since it's Pride Month, we might as well... Uh, uh, what month? Talk about our our favorite gay person, which is Dave Rubin. Uh, it is. 
been a while you since know, we've we've uh, we've had this guy on the show um, uh, uh, as like a communal punching bag, but I I figure it's time to have him back. Um, Dave Rubin Clips is back at it again. Uh, they put they put together a compilation video or two, um, and uh, th- this is uh, Dave Rubin trying to become friends with uh, Ben Shapiro, and it doesn't ever <laughs> quite work out. Even though Ben Shapiro is like using him for uh uh what is it the wire is that what ben shapiro runs the daily wire that's what it is um so dave rubin is part of the like daily wire fucking uh thing but um uh i mean uh we we can just play it and uh it it says all it needs to hopefully we'll be friends for another 50 years and and all sorts of and we'll change the world yeah and hopefully we'll live long (laughs) enough and we'll but we'll we'll change the world to be a freer place and all I, I did. What the fuck did they just say? They're both fucking like giggling at each other. We're we're gonna be friends well, forever, right? Is what uh, Dave is saying, and Ben Shapiro's like, yeah, buddy, yeah, yeah, we will be friends forever. Well, yeah, I mean, it is pretty weird to bring that up. You want to come over to my slime Even though party? as a <laughs> religious person, and you know this because we've discussed this. Yeah. As a religious person, I still think homosexual activity is a sin. Shapiro, will you bake Ruben a wedding cake? So the answer is no. And the okay. reason I won't is because as a religious Jew, I, yeah. I do not participate in activities that I believe are sinful. If we were having an anniversary party, would you come? If I was inviting all the crew that we all know, and we were just an anniversary party, we're just having a party, and uh, and I'll even throw in some kosher food for you to make sure you don't have to bring your own. You know, honestly, I'd have to think about it. I'd have to think about it in the same See, way. So that's interesting to me, because yeah, that's, that's a different thing. With a guy like Ben Shapiro, um, you know, who will not only not bake me the cake, but said that he wouldn't even come into, if I had an anniversary party uh, for me and my husband, we've been married over three years. If I had an anniversary party, Ben said he probably wouldn't come. I've said this before, but I do believe that over the course of time, 50 years from now, if we're able to maintain that conversation, I believe that probably at 80 something years old, Ben will go, you know, Dave, you were married to your husband for, you know, 50 some odd years and you guys turned out. Yeah, no, Time out. Uh, Gina D. This is the saddest fucking thing I've ever yeah, seen in my fucking life. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty sad. Um, yeah, it's like it's but, like a it's like a it's like a I don't know a, a Jewish person. Well, thinking is Jewish. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, so no, it is, so yeah, so it's so like it is uh, a Jewish person. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the it's like thanking somebody. Uh, for allowing them to uh, buy a uh, human-sized German-make oven and then getting it into it themselves, right. it's like it's like that kind of set. Like why? And, like and, fucking like. And on the on the other end of it, I I don't know why Dave Rubin's being so pushy about this. Yeah, because <laughs> because because uh, if it's gross. So I know a lot of alcoholics. I'm not one of them, uh, but uh, I know a lot of alcoholics. And if I were to invite them to a wedding with an open bar, if they, they some them? of them might be tempted to say no. You know, like, I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I'm re- I'm in recovery right now. I can't come to your wedding where I'm going to suck down one old fashioned over another 
uh, or, or just like, oh yeah, but I'm going to have a great, great uh, micro distillery there and they're going to make, uh, you know, all this wonderful stuff for us. And so, you know, there's going to be like moonshine and stuff and they're just going to have to say, no, 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 no. Like I said, like I said, I'm in recovery. I can't just slurp down sloppy, splashing all over my face, a whole bunch of moonshine right now. I can't just boof a, a bottle just jam a bottle into my ass of moonshine right now because i'm in recovery i am addicted to alcohols please stop inviting me to parties that have it uh and anyway i forget what that has, has to do with ben shapiro going to dave rubin's gay wedding parties but it has something to do with it i forget yeah. what, what it is also like look, look at those eyes look at like those are horny i don't eyes. know the, well the like oh i i thought like complete like resignation yeah that's what i said yeah oh <laughs> same oh. thing that's what i always see someone's like yes i do want to have sex with you <laughs> yeah so horny uh john keep playing this <laughs> be pretty decent i think maybe i was wrong on that one I, I suspect that's the way this thing would go can i make a bold prediction sure 30 years from now we're going to be sitting here doing this hopefully in a mm-hmm. bigger garage <laughs> um, in texas and, probably and yeah. you may have moved me on the uh, on the abortion issue and i think i may have moved you on coming to an anniversary party what, what do you think about that i think it would be unlikely that you'd move me because the famous clip that people have circulated of one of your conversations with Ben Shapiro, where he said he wouldn't feel comfortable coming to your anniversary uh, barbecue yeah. or party with your husband uh, because he believes that gay marriage is a sin. You know, the funny thing about the Shapiro thing is, look, does that put a cap on my friendship with him? Of course, of course. If I was having a party next week, I, I wouldn't invite him. Sounds I like mean, he I, you know might what not mean? Like, anyway. Whoa. Will your relationship be worth it if you don't move? Yeah, it would still be worth it. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe not. Jesus. Right, cool. So we got through that clip, uh, but there's a second part to this. I'm, I mean, I'm like, so horny you now. Be, be, because, because you're attracted to beta males. That's why. Oh, yeah. I like, I like beta, little, little, beta, little guys. And I'm sorry, not beta people. Beta male? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. No, I like alpha women and beta males. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, like a woman that'll yeah. I mean, I mean, up and all, a man that'll yeah. take it. All right. So I, I'm going to step out for just a second, but go ahead and go to the next no. link and play it. No, I, no we have two links left. You're the piece host of, shit. of the show. Fuck you. you Fuck you. Guys, I'm doing this. I'm done. done. It's just I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. We have two more links just left. Go. We have just two more links. Are you going to piss again? You're pissing that you're doing right now. It is really, really, hold on. I'm taking down the quality of this podcast. so fucking stupid. I hate link. working here. No, no, no <laughs> this is no, not my no, fucking no, job. No, 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 no. Love you guys so much. I'm no, here back. No, no, no. This yeah, is insane. No, no yeah. John, you should know, we close out the podcast now? I, frankly, well, I mean, I'm I, not I, kidding. I, I'm not I, even kidding. I, should we just go? So uh, I'm, I'm afraid of being shot. Okay. Because that, that's, uh, that's, the only, that's the only, that's the only, yeah, the, uh, or, you order dinner. 
Yeah. But the, the podcast has to go on, but that doesn't no, mean I have no. to push any buttons. All right. Uh, hey, uh, take your medicine. Suck my dick. Uh, hold on. What is this? God. Also, I, I, I don't have I don't have the buttons to turn it off. No, we'll just we'll leave him with the silence that he will be too lazy to remove at the end of the podcast. Yeah. All right, guys. Good night. Take my medicine. Take John's too. It's not ending. I'm still here. By myself. I mean... It literally won't let me hit the leave button. I don't know what's fucking going on. Yeah, no, I, 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 I told you it wasn't gonna work. All right, uh, you're you are absolutely stuck here. Task manager, Zoom meetings. Hey, bye, fuck you. What so the fuck? now? How the, did that not work? So what is happening? The, the 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 listener knows about Deeb's enlarged prostate, but now the viewer knows because I mean, like, what man do you know has ever taken this long to pee? You guys really just uh, decided not to play the next clip, huh? Uh, yeah, and, no. Uh, and then Dorian I, I, I only press buttons under direct supervision. That's uh, that's fair. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, I guess we don't have Dorian anymore, but um, we we can go ahead and uh, play this next clip, which is uh, Dave Dave Rubin trying to uh, court conservatives and uh, not doing a good job at it because um, not not only is he a, a gay person, but uh, uh, Jewish. And it turns out that conservatives hate both of those things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is weird because they're all Zionists, but they still hate Jews because they're all n- Nazis. Well, don't, 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 doesn't like uh, half the Jewish, Jewish Jewish population have to die, or two thirds of the Jewish population yeah, have to I, die? I mean, I've said it for a long time that uh, that Zionism is actually like deeply anti-Semitic, but that's a, yeah. that's a different topic for a different time, perhaps. Um, let's uh, let's go ahead and roll this one. Please don't pull a baron, he means Bishop Baron, and fail to at least hint at conversation, oh sorry, a conversion, especially due to him being a sodomite. Yes, uh, we are expanding the family. Two babies, people. Two babies are on the way. Uh, Those are ultrasounds, what you're seeing over there. So I'm going to give four reasons why I could not. Sorry, is there a uh, problem here? Can't hear you all of a sudden, John. Oh, uh, no, just uh, the the comments I find I find hilarious. Oh, like just like one right after the other. Yeah. No.
Congratulate Dave, either publicly or privately. I cannot celebrate that which God calls sin, especially in the case of two men hiring a surrogate where you are buying eggs from one woman, you are renting the womb of another woman, and then you are taking the child away from both the biological mom and the woman who has carried them. And my religion says man and a woman, uh, that is the basic building block of family. Uh, you know, um, I believe I have a gene, they've never found it, that makes me very susceptible to alcoholism because it runs in my family. What? Go ahead. Go. No. Go yeah. ahead. Read, read that. Uh, no amount of respectful dialogue can overcome the inconvenient truth that the homosexual lifestyle is morally wrong. I love my friend Dave Rubin, but I do not support his lifestyle or raising children with two dads. Moral gerrymandering does not and cannot legitimize any sin. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) (laughs) Spreading empathy. (laughs) Fucking does not legitimize sin. Yep. Because the left does not stop eating civilization. Correct. Because then someone like me can make an announcement like this. Then good, decent, thoughtful conservatives, some of faith, maybe some of some not of faith, whatever it is, could reach out and say, boy, this, this is what an interesting opportunity. And sure, it's a little different. And then there's this other part that's legit, which is, uh oh, if we move the line, they're going to keep going. As long as this person is not doing something to try to legislate my life, or as long as you're not doing something to try to legislate my life. Uh, 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 just scrolling through. A lot of Lo- sodomites, sodomites. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of anti-Semitism that I wasn't aware of until I said I was going to interview you. Like, people are like, yeah, there's, there's some, well, there's some assholes on the internet. Uh, life is more about, leg- more about legislation. We want you to go to heaven, all right? Uh, so, so some funny things that happen in there is uh, he's trying to talk to a bun- bunch of uh, like conservative podcast hosts. Um, all of the conservative podcast hosts uh, have a, a viewership, a listenership that uh, is is anti-gay, and then uh, also, uh, as the last guy says, a lot of anti-Semitism in here. Didn't know that was. A thing that existed um because uh dave rubin is not only gay he's jewish and uh it turns out conservatives really like uh, uh anti-semitism um so uh we we have this last piece of uh dave rubin uh clips to to show everyone um I I wish that uh that Dorian was here for this but I don't think he's going to be coming back unfortunately. Uh but but this is uh Dave Rubin economics is uh <laughs> uh so so this is unrelated to to all the, all the other stuff where where he's trying to uh uh gain a viewership base a a a support network out of the conservative uh uh sort of minded people. Um 
this is uh this is Dave Rubin uh trying to explain how economics work. Uh and uh you, you can go ahead and pause it if you want to during this, but uh uh go ahead and play it. If the government can just print money, right, and deficits mean nothing, then money doesn't mean anything. It's the stuff we actually produce. What would really be the best way to get the economy going right now? It is so obvious and so easy, and that's why it's never discussed. You know what you do? You'd cut government spending and you'd cut taxes, period. How about we cut taxes on literally every single person in the United States? Everybody. I'm, I'm just, I'm literally just throwing this out there. Crazy Dave with one of his crazy proclamations. How about we cut taxes 25% on every single person? Every single person across the board, federal, state, local, whatever it might be, you're going to have 25%. So what's, uh, what's 25% of a... Uh, what is it? Eight, eight percent. I don't know, man. Why, why are you asking me complex math, so, uh, math questions? Right now? Two, 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 two percent. Yeah, something right? like that. That sounds right. Yeah. So, cut, cut, cut poor people's taxes two percent, and then cut fucking uh, rich people's taxes by whatever fucking percent. But it's a greater number. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but, but he's going to follow this up with, uh, with some, some economic, uh, predictions, which I, I think may, may be counterintuitive. Also, uh, you know, uh, Dave Rubin, I'm pretty sure was a guy who was against the, uh, the stipends that were given out during COVID. Um, but what he's essentially yeah. talking about is just like a stipend, but like using a different method for a stipend. Um, yeah. Neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, 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 so go ahead and play the rest of this. More money to do whatever you want with. Do you think that might get the economy going because then people would start spending more money again? And as people spend more money, then the prices of things, because there's more economic activity, might go down. But they'll never do that, right? They'll never do that. What they'll say is, oh, we'll print more money. We'll somehow give you more money. Or if we could just punish billionaires more. They'll never talk about their own spending. How about we just starve the beast? That's the answer. So he like accidentally stumbles into his own counterpoint, which is, uh, we'll just somehow give people more money. Uh, that's what reducing taxes would be. Um, we'll print more money. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. Um, but, but then like the real, uh, uh, like, uh, economic misstep he makes here is, uh, when people buy more things, the cost of that thing goes down. <laughs> very notable thing that you learn in economics 101 is that uh when when there's low supply and high demand um which is which is more people trying to buy a thing and and not a lot of supply is the uh the cost of that uh uh, uh supply goes down because more people are trying to buy it right yeah is well, that that's how I economics mean, work yeah you know, it, it, it unless the the owners of production are are uh, allowed to unionize and speculate and control their own market like like more 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 people need gas people have plenty of gas like here like like here in America people have plenty of gas but the cost of gas is still high interesting 
and and it doesn't matter how many people buy that gas. I mean, I mean, actually, if more people were trying to buy the gas, it would be worse, right? Oh no, Dorian is calling yeah. me right now. Hold up, let's uh, let's let's try to get him on the line. Yeah, well, because I mean, like, who's gonna make somebody produce more? All right, Dorian, you're you're live on the Benzo Rehab Dungeon podcast. Uh, you're calling from a uh, 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 four twenty area code. Uh, please yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you need to pee right now. I already did that. No, I. This is a reminder call that you had. You paid me six thousand dollars to remind you that you need to pee currently. Is this is this code for something? No, you just need to pee right now. I don't understand why you're making me do this. This is embarrassing for me. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think I'm, I'm making you do this at all. Um, so if you. If you could go pee right now, I'll, I'll I'll call you back in about fifteen minutes and give you another reminder. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll go pee right now. Okay, thanks. I I, I don't want to keep doing this. All right, I love you. Bye. Yeah, love you too, bud. Bye. Weird, weird that you would call me to remind me about that. Uh, what yeah. were you saying, John? Sorry. Oh well, that that uh that. I, I don't know, like, um... Oh, hold up, I'm getting I'm... another call from Dorian. Uh, y yes, hello, this is him. Hey, man, uh, sorry, just, I, I got another, uh, alarm on my phone, uh, from the calendar invites that you sent me, um, you, you need to pee. Oh, yeah, I, I, I meant to... to the, the invite that you sent me on my calendar. I, I meant to cancel those, um... Should I? Okay, so I'll stop it, for now, or like, what do you, what do you want from me? Because you should, you need to be. I I kind of like the attention. Um. Okay. So so if you have any calendar in, invites from me on Outlook, just just go ahead and maintain that schedule. But not on Gmail. No. Uh. God no. I would never use okay, Gmail. Only the Outlook ones. Okay. I got yes. you. I got you. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. He's going to call me back in like a minute. Less than a minute. Uh, he's already calling me back. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, this is me. Hey, man. I don't know if this one's redundant. Uh, honestly, I don't know if I, like, swiped this notification away or not. Uh, you... <laughs> Being told that you need to urinate right now? No, no, I, uh, there's, there's gotta be some kind of mistake there because okay. I've been pissing my pants this entire time. Yeah, I was thinking we were all poop soccer's, but, uh, I, with all these, all these reminders, I'm not, I, like, I don't know, man, this, this whole thing's very confusing to me, and I, I just, um, I wish this, uh, I wish we could be past this. I mean, you signed up for this job. I told you what the pay was in advance, and you agreed to this contract. So, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, no, you're right. All right, all right, all right. Love you. Bye. All right, man. Oh, well, he's gone now. All right, well, um, that was pretty much uh that was pretty much all I had planned out for the podcast tonight, except for all the stuff about uh 
Danko having shit. Uh, oh, he's calling me back again. Hold up. Domino's Pizza. Hey, this one sounds like a shit post, but you know the people watching your stream don't really see it like the top half of your faces, right? Yeah, I'm not going to reframe everything because you decided to have shitty internet and drop out, and now I have to reframe everything. It's a. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's because of you. It is your fault. It is your fault. You need to piss so much, you piece of shit. You fucking asshole. Yeah, I I had to I had to piss so much. I would be such a vindictive little bitch if you if if you didn't need to pee pee poo poo all the time. This is your fault. Yeah, I had to piss so much that your internet failed in Milwaukee. <laughs> that's that's how bad I had to pee. I flushed the toilet so many times that the piss water rose up in Milwaukee and gave you bad internet access because it shorted out all the fucking data wires in your local area. The fiber is just absolutely fucked now because I peed in California and Milwaukee can't fucking handle it. That's that's what happened. I am I am more coastal than you are right now, I think, actually. So like that would make sense. You know what, Dorian? No, don't say it. If that even <laughs> is your real name, it's not. It's not. <laughs> you're fucking done. No, don't fire me. Please. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not just gonna fire you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Amber Heard you. That's right. <laughs> Libel lawsuit. Libel lawsuit. Uh, you told you told everyone on this broadcast that I had to pee a bunch. And you that's not true. Between libel and defamation, so you <laughs> just lost it, you bitch. Shut up! <laughs> I don't know. I didn't follow. The, I didn't follow the fucking case, but I'm gonna make it happen. I, I just know memes. I'm a mean guy. Hey, look. Anyways, we gotta wrap wrap up the uh, the podcast. Do you have any pitches you'd like to give before we go? Uh yeah. Actually, thanks. Thanks for for bringing that up. Um. Yeah, so uh, I'm stupid, and actually, no, I'm not ready to give this pitches. Uh, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get her up the courage. Damn. Uh, I'm still part of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon, uh, and uh, it's it's okay that I am. Only because I can't legally fire you until the case is over. Yeah. 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 All right. uh, your girlfriend just said living with me is interesting in the chat, and I, I feel bad about everything I've ever done to you guys now. So. Yeah, well, you should. Uh, um, I love you. Take my medicine. Take my we're, we're not medicine. doing sign-offs yet. you got to stay on the line to, to hear my yeah. pitches. Take, and they... take my medicine. Yeah. Shut up. You're yeah. done. Yeah, you she did say it on Star so that's nice of her. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, if you would like to uh, do... Donate to whatever the fuck this was. Um, you can go to patreon.com slash Benzo Rehab Dungeon. This is the... <laughs> Gotta just hold the phone away from, from the uh from the receiver, I guess. Uh and uh, you know, if you like it, right. uh talking you can... to Dorian's like talking to a lady. <laughs> it's it's like talking to an R-worded person, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Benzo Rehab Dungeon is and will always be a free broadcast. 
uh we we hope that we're doing something that maybe enlightens and informs you about the world uh if you feel that uh that we deserve money for that please go to patreon.com slash benzo rehab dungeon um more content on the way as always uh next week next week is the uh the the weekend before my birthday my birthday is stupidly on a monday uh but uh if uh on the 11th you would like to hang out with us in the uh, afternoon slash evening play some jackbox games they're uh they're party games where people can make stuff up and draw and and uh and fuck around with each other for a while we'll be doing that over discord uh you don't need to have like a gaming pc or anything like that um base you just need basic internet access and uh the ability to uh to shit post at people and it'll be to a read? good time what's that do you need to be able to read you do need to be able to read uh fuck Dorian is trying to tell me there's an important thing, but I'm holding him far away from the microphone until he learns his lesson. Uh, I'll, I'll bring him back on in a minute. Um, so, so that's what's going on next weekend. Uh, and, uh, you know, hope to see you there. Uh, I'll make another announcement on, uh, the Friday prod podcast and I'll, I'll put out like an Instagram thing, uh, so people can join. Uh, but yeah, if you, uh, like to join and and have a little birthday fun uh that that's what i'll be doing uh for uh for my birthday um dorian are have you learned to behave no hey Kenny, i love you happy birthday in the future i hope you enjoy your jack off games you piece of shit jack jack box um, games but go ahead so <laughs> that's that's what they all said i'm sure uh but uh yeah so just uh, just so everyone knows, um, uh, we finally ended up uh, making our first real push towards some kind of initiative for social justice uh, and for just general like political action in general. And so what, what we finally managed to do as a podcast is we made enough memes about Morbius uh, that it is returning to a thousand theaters. It is in fact coming back into theaters because we memed it so hard. And so we're all going to morb up, guys. We're all we're all morbing it up here, and uh, it's back. I I cannot express how much this means to me and to the rest of the Benzo Rehab Dungeon that we finally found a way to bring back the morb, so we can all morb it up. We're all going to morb I it together. I spaced out during that whole thing. Yeah, you should have spaced out. I'm doing this. Yeah. I don't like doing this. All right. Well, um, as always, we love you. Please take your medicine. Take my medicine too. Yeah, and save some for your friends if you hate them and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Save some for your friends and make them listen to this podcast so uh, they don't know what is real anymore. Yeah. yeah. That, or, that or if you really want to get committed, uh, share this podcast with your therapist. <laughs> you know? Uh, your, your parents, if you want to get uh, disowned. If you're having trouble, please uh, please seek help. <laughs> um, all all of our podcasts, I think, come with the uh, the national like drug abuse helpline link. Yeah, uh, actually, we should start taking inpatient uh, uh, psychiatric uh, clinic uh, advertising money. You know? No, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if they're gonna advertise on all of our fucking broadcasts, we might as well get paid for it. You know? Yeah, I just yeah. Because we're, we're 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 capitalists now. Uh, your 
best buddy Mikey Deebs and let him know that he needs to piss his pants. All right. Well, that was rude. Take my medicine too. Goodbye. Bye. I haven't. We've been done for a bit, right? Uh, no, I'm just now ending the podcast. Fucking oh, great. I can't do this. <laughs>